Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say... I am Emperor! You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. Going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Jumping Jean Jean, From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cahaga, live from the war room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. This is the Emperor's Court here on RivalCastMedia.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by a plague-filled Varyar. hey And no one else. Fuckers. Yeah, Lulu, who is apparently on her deathbed. Uh, she couldn't crawl her way here, but you, clearly sick and coughing on my mic, made it here. I'm going to do my best to cough to the right. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, cough towards the screen. Gonna... Wise. Off that way away right. from you. Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. My nephew got me sick, so. Trust me, I know how that's, I like I was just saying off the air, I know exactly what that's like. Yeah. Having a uh, not-quite-yet-two-month-old son, every time he comes home from daycare and he's sick, I get sick. Yeah. I've been feeling, we went to uh, the IX Indoor Amusement Park on Wednesday, which was very funny for a variety of reasons, because he's six, and I got him to ride big kid rides with me. Which was hilarious. How old is he now? Three, four? Six. Are you, yeah. Cameron's six? I know. Shit, I remember when that was just, wow. I know, right? Oh, God, I feel old. Yeah. But it, it's funny because now he's old enough, like, he's old enough to speak like an adult, but young enough to not know what he's saying sometimes and not realize he's being a total asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Can little kids that age really be assholes, though? Well, I, not on purpose, oh. but yeah. I mean, okay. they are, by definition, assholes at that age, because they're totally self-centered. <laughs> they're accidentally assholes. But... Yeah, they're, they're totally self-centered. Oh, with that's no, my little fucker right no there. No sense of consequence. Uh, I'll tell you a story, and I think it contributed to the whole sick thing. Because um, we went up there, and like I said, I got him to ride big kid rides, which was really cool. Because... And it was funny because I got him to ride some of the ones that go really fast and spin you around and everything. Those are my favorites. Oh, yeah, me too. And he was tall enough finally. You know, 48 inches is the minimum for most of those. And he's like 49 inches. So I was able to get him on them. Right. You know, and um, we get on these things and, you know, the lap bar. At the IX Indoor Amusement Park, most of these rides are the kind that get, like, pulled behind trailers. It's not. Right. It's, yeah, yeah. the carny type things. Yeah, yeah. 
So on the one hand, you're going, this is super fun. On the other hand, you're going, hmm, I wonder when the last time they actually lubricated this thing was because this looks like a must break. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got him to sit in these big kid rides, and he, he would ride them, but only if he could ride with Uncle Matt. You know, so that was a lot of fun. But, like, when the, the guy would come by to put the lap bar down on all these, it would go down on me. But when it hit my legs, his legs are so much smaller, and he could basically stand up. Right, so he's, like, you, floating you, yeah. around as it's moving around. Yeah, a hula yeah. hoop. So on all these rides, I've got him, like, locked in tight under an arm to make sure I don't fucking lose him, you know. And he's having a blast and everything. And anyway, I got him, <laughs> I got him to ride one of those ones that starts off spinning slow, and then the arms kind of let go, and the weight of the ride spinning basically okay. makes you go up and down. Right. And we started, and he's like, oh, this is fun, because we're going two miles an hour in a circle. And then it starts going faster, and he's like, oh, this is still fun. And then all of a sudden, they let the locks go on the arms, and we start flying up and down, and he just jams himself under my shoulder, looks up <laughs> at me and goes, Uncle Matt, I don't like this. Uncle Matt, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, Was it the buddy. octopus or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Where, they, where, you know, the cars fly up and down. And he was cool with the spinning, because we just rode the... Um, we just rode the uh, the Himalaya, the Mat- Matterhorn, the Matterhorn, or yeah, yeah. the Matterhorn, right? And he loved that one. You know, he had a blast. And Grandma's in the car behind him, and he's like, "Grandma, we're going so fast!" And he's having a ton of fun. So I thought he'd like this one. Fucking nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that ride was a treat because the entire ride, he basically, well, for the first half of the ride, after he got used to it, he had fun with it. But like for the first half of the ride, he basically was trying to burrow his way inside me, like through my rib cage, just <laughs> pushing with his hands in his head. <laughs> Uncle Matt, I don't like it. But anyways, uh, they had one ride there. <laughs> I could see it. That yeah. Well, you know, he's been, all right, most of the rides when you get to the IX Center are free. They come with your ticket. But the little fun houses and games yeah, and stuff. I always pass that shit up. They always cost like a dollar. Yeah. So my mom, gave, we basically had $20 for stuff like that. Cameron got to use them however he wanted. Now, because a six-year-old has no sense of future, you know, we Let's were always. Let's use them all now. Right. Yeah, we were always yeah, like, yeah. Cameron, you only have this many. And every time he wanted to use one, we'd tell him, if you use it on this, you can't use it on this. And he was like, okay. And he was fine with it. But. One of the rides that he really wanted to go on that was free was the log ride. There's it's, a log ride in there? It's 30 degrees outside. He right. wants to go on the only water ride. Right. Cameron, that's not a good idea. So I tried to, you know, kind of, again, with... This was yesterday? No, this was uh, Wednesday. Okay. And I started feeling crappy on Friday, so my timeline, I think, works. But anyway, so he uh, he sees it. He wants to go on it. And because, you know, he's six, he has no memory... You know, I tried to play it off like, oh, well, not right now, buddy, because we'll get wet. Why don't we think about it at the end? You know, maybe before you go outside. Right. Yeah, that's smart. Well, I was trying to just pass it off. That didn't work out. Yes. Because it's about, you know, four o'clock and we're like, okay, time to go home. And he looks up at me and goes, Uncle Matt, does that mean it's over? Is this the end? And I said, yeah, buddy, we're going to go home. And he looked at me and goes, you said at the end we could go on the log ride. Fuck. I'm like, shit, you know. Now, he has used all of his dollars. You know, that's one of the reasons it's over. We've ridden all the rides that he's allowed to go on. He's used all his dollars. He's had a blast. The only ride we haven't ridden is log ride. So he really wants to go on the log ride. And the conversation ensues. I'm like, well, buddy, you know, it's cold outside and we're going to get wet. And he's like, it's, you know, but then, Uncle Matt, then we're going to get in the car and Grandma has a heater. And I'm like, oh, fine. All right, let's go. (laughs) 
you know, I'm not six gonna, year old logic. How uh, can you beat yeah, it? I'm not mention, gonna. I'm not gonna win this. So what the hell? My daughter was the same way, man. You promise or even mention anything, yep. hoping they forget about it. Nope. Steel traps. Mistake. Immediately remember it. Yeah. He'll forget the fact that he spilled his cup earlier, and that's why he's not allowed to have another one. But he won't forget the fact that, that I promised him three something. hours ago that we would go on the log ride. So we go over to it, and I'm like, "Are you sure, buddy? We're gonna get wet." And then, you know, if we go on this and you get wet, I don't want to hear anything about it. You know, this is this is your choice. And he looks at me and goes, it'll be fine, Uncle Matt. I'm six now. And I'm like, <laughs> sweet. Okay. Perfect maturity. Awesome. <laughs> so we get in line for the ride. And, you know, we go up to the front. And he's, I've got it, you know, the way we're stacked, it's him, then me, and then my mom. And that's the order I assume we're getting in the log. We get up to the front. And he looks at me right as we're about to get in. He goes, Uncle Matt, you should get in first. And I'm like, why would I get in first? He's like, well, you're bigger, and you'll shield me from the water that way. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well, Sweet. the maturity and the intelligence is there, so, man. So I sit down in the front, and instantly my asshole is soaking wet because this ride is just <laughs> like there's a felt pad, Velcro-y feeling thing that you sit on to hold you in place. Yep. And it's soaked, you know. And Cameron's excited. And he sits down, and he's like, ooh, it's a little wet. You know, it's a little cold. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get more wet, or, you know, we're gonna about to get wetter. And he looks at me and goes, no, I'm just going to huddle up behind you. Oh, awesome. Sweet. So we go up, you know, the log ride starts, and we get to the top of the hill, and we go down, and the first drop is pretty short, but I get drenched. He's fine. I get drenched. We go up the second one. It's even higher. Drop. Boom. Water everywhere. Now he's like, his hair's a little wet. And his shirt's a little wet. I'm like just drenched. Yeah, I've got water everywhere. He's having a blast. He loves it. We get off the ride. You know, it's relatively warm in the IX Center, so he's fine with it. We get off the ride, and as we're standing there, he looks up at me, and my mom has gone to get the car and pull it around while I take him to get his coat from the coat check. Okay. And he looks up at me and goes, "Uncle Matt, you're really wet." And I look down and I'm like, "Yeah, thanks, Cameron." He's like. <laughs> Well, if you'd given me more dollars, we could have got ponchos. <laughs> and I looked down. And I'm it's like, not hey, wrong. Awesome. Sweet. My nephew's an asshole. That's fantastic. So we get outside. We get outside, and we're standing there, and he's in his coat, and he's relatively dry. And I'm standing there, and I don't even want to put my coat on because, well, it'll get wet, you know. So I'm just standing there in the cold, and I'm shivering, and he looks up at me and goes, Are you cold? <laughs> yeah, buddy, I'm cold. Is it because you're wet? <laughs> yeah, buddy, it's because I'm wet. <laughs> okay. And then my mom pulls around, and we get in, and we go home. But, yeah, so my nephew's an asshole, and I'm not sure if that's nature or nurture that's responsible for that. Because... I'm pretty sure that's somewhere in the genes. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> but look at it this way. You have a story for life. He's not going to remember it when he's older, but you will oh, never yeah. forget that, and no. neither will the listeners now. No, that's... It's been recorded for posterity. That's going to be a fun one to tell when he gets older. <laughs> uh, so it may not be that you got sick from him. It's because you were out in the cold. Oh, no. Wet. He, he's He's also sick, and we picked him up on Friday, and, of course... You know, him having no sense of consequence, despite the fact that he was sick. He used my arm as basically a uh, napkin. Which well, you awesome. allowed it. No, no, I really didn't. He was in the back of the truck, and I was sitting in the front, and I turned around to, you know, talk to him, you know, and I put my arm between the seats just naturally, you know, kind of just for comfort's sake, and he just leans forward and goes, my nose is runny, and just smears it on my arm. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. Fantastic. Thanks, bud. 
So there's that. Never bring him over for a visit. <laughs> Ever. And I've got a 10-foot water slide we're going to set up in the backyard at some point for making the rest on the go yeah. playing on. Nice. Yeah, he oh, thought no, it was hilarious. Him. He started laughing right after he did it. He's like, I got you. I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> Better you than did. you know. <laughs> Appreciate the flu, champ. You got, got me good, you bastard. But, yeah. So that was the highlight of your week, I imagine. It was It was special. It was It was a lot of fun, you know, aside from the freezing wetness. So it was just the three of you that went? Yeah, yeah, me, my mom, and Cameron. Yeah, he had a blast with it, though, which was which was cool. So. Well, I'm glad he enjoyed his time. Yeah, yeah, like I said, he, he really likes those little fun houses, all the ones that are a dollar. He likes going in them. I mean, he's only in there for like two minutes. I was going to say, not that to long. me, it's never been worth the, the no. time or the trouble, the money. Then again, it, when I was growing up, my family didn't have money, so we didn't go on that stuff. Right. It's like, yeah. well, whatever the ticket allows us to go on, you can go on. Right. You know, my, my parents would take us every other year. We'd alternate between Geauga Lake and Cedar Point. Geauga Lake was always simple because we went on pretty much one ride. Right. For eight hours straight, which was <laughs> the wave. Nice. Now, for those of you who don't live in the Cleveland area who aren't old enough to remember because Juggle Lake is now long gone, and even before that, they when Six Flags bought it out, they removed the wave. But every two minutes, it would send a 20-foot breaker down because you're in this pool and it you know it goes down to like 20 feet and then it goes all the way up to like three feet so right. you can stand in it so it would send this giant 20 foot breaker that would just start at the beginning because you'd hear the little you know the warning beep and then it would just go and it would just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger kind of like you know like a tsunami as it gets closer to the shallow water right and everybody would start screaming and, and then you get you know sucked into the wave and it pulls you along talk about kids being assholes me and my brother and my sister various friends and cousins that would go with us <laughs> And the thing, the thing was, when you went to Geauga Lake, you paid a dollar as a deposit to get a one of those giant inflatable tubes. Yeah, a little yeah, right. floaties. Well, it was an inner tube. Right. Well, the thing of it was, all the kids that went there, and it didn't matter from what walk of life or from what city, everybody knew the rule. You never return it to the pe- you know, to the place until the place closes, or to the little pro shop until it closes down. Right. When you were done, you just say, hey, kid, you want a tube? Yeah, I'll take it. Give him the tube. Yeah, and you just would pass it on. We did the same thing. Don't be you a just, dick, right? You just kept on passing on. It was, right. So what we would do is we would look for somebody particularly ugly or we didn't like or maybe a hot chick we wanted to you know touch or run over. So we would kind of maneuver our way like in the middle of the pool, right in front of where they would be. And as the wave would come, we had learned to jump straight up. The wave would grab you. You'd have the inner tube in front of you. Yep. You know, kind of like you're like a floater. You're holding on to the thing, and you just ride the wave, and you can just feel all the people underneath you that you're knocking over. I remember that when I was a kid. Poor Baron, on a number of occasions, because he was particularly small as a child, uh, even as he grew older, he was rather small, would be scraped along the bottom and would be (laughs) scraped from head to foot in giant, you know, uh, like treads and, 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 and... uh, wave rash. Yeah, it was like road. Yeah, it was wave rash. <laughs> now this is ultimately why they ended up getting rid of the ride many years later, is because you know the whole lawsuit thing. You know the lawsuit nature of this country changed. Right. So no one wanted to do it. Now it would just send little three foot breakers like one after another for like five minutes straight. Right. And that was lame. Not and, nearly. As yeah, fun. we didn't give a shit anymore, so we just went to Cedar Point. Right. But oh, the, we would eight, nine, ten hours. My parents would bring books. They would sit up in the recliner chairs and just sleep. Or read while the, we were in the wave and we never left. Yeah. From like 11 in the morning until 7 that night. Maybe we'd go on a couple other rides. I was like the lazy river. I'd always float in that. Uh, I didn't until I was older. Now, eh, I'll go on the lazy river. That's fine. 
Because we go, we we never had the money to go to Cedar Point's water park. Right. It was always much more expensive. Now, you know, being a man of means, I'm able to go ahead and do that. That's how you know you've made in life fires when you can afford to go to Cedar Point's Soak City. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, um, or you guys must have been very pruny. Well, after, as a kid, yeah. I didn't really care. Yeah, I nobody gave a still shit. don't give a shit. So you come out like a prune, but you had a blast yeah. riding the waves. Sakani, I miss Cedar Point. It's been 13 years since the last time I was there. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit has changed since you were here last, Sakani. You, you should think about coming out again. It, it's nice having the greatest amusement park 45 minutes from your house. Yes, it is. And it's you know one of the things that I we kind of assume or we kind of you know claim from in Cleveland is, oh, we've got Cedar Point. It's in Sandusky, but what nope, the hell? It's ours. Fuck if it's em. within an hour drive, then it's ours. Yep. Yeah, it's Cedar Point's awesome. D Warrior, candidate Warrior. Do you remember on March thirtieth, two thousand fourteen, when you called your six-year-old nephew an asshole? Uh, yes, Mister Reporter, I do, and I he still was. stand by that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I refer you to the appropriate recording. Feel free to take a listen and see if you don't agree. Wilmore <laughs> says, "Well, we got six flags." Yeah, I wouldn't brag about that. No, 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 because we had we had Sea World. And then across, literally across the other side of the lake was Joggle Lake. Right. And that was in Aurora. Then you had Cedar Point and Sandusky. Was that Aurora? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Aurora. Uh, both of them are now gone. Right. Uh, then you had Cedar Point and Sandusky. You have Kings Island and Cincinnati. And there's a couple of small ones in between. Yeah, we had but... a ton of great parks. Yeah. Now all that's really left is Cedar, Cedar Point, Point because it killed the rest of them. Kennyland was in driving distance in Pittsburgh <laughs> if you really want to go there. <laughs> Kennyland sucked. Yeah, I remember going there. It's good if you're like six and you don't realize it sucks. No, when uh, I think I was, I was nine or ten, and I had just gotten into roller coasters, you know, and we went out to see my grandmother, who at the time still lived in Pennsylvania on my dad's side, and me and my dad went out to see her. Uh, I don't remember why, but Mike and my mom didn't come. Um, but anyways, we went out there, and one of the things we figured we would do as kind of a father son thing is go to Kennyland. And okay. I don't know if you remember, they had that one roller coaster. It was like it was. They it's had, been a long time. So I took my right. daughter when she was very young. They had a, they had a couple small coasters, and then they had like. <laughs> Sorry, Baron just joined us in IRC. Nice. I had racing stripes of blood down my face <laughs> thanks to that damn wave pool. And it wasn't just once; it was every time we went. It's like, all right, let's see if Scott's going to get killed this week and or this year. And sure enough. That's says, hilarious. He said, of course, I went back in five minutes after crying my eyes out, but still. He had it on his stomach, on his chest, just, <laughs> just road rash. It was, yeah, because you know, he would get knocked out or sucked by the wave and just carried along. Oh, that's because funny. Because the bottom of the thing wasn't smooth. It was graded so you could get some traction. Right. Yeah, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was concrete. It was concrete. Oh, that's hilarious. But, yeah, we went to a... Uh... I can just see Baron just getting ripped to shit by a wave pool. Yeah. And like eight-year-old Baron. Oh, is, little Baron. I'm bleeding every... oh, I, not that I blame him. I would have been, too. I was too busy oh, yeah. laughing at him, or was half the time the reason he got felt and knocked over. I, uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, we went to... It was Kennywood. Not Kennyland. Kenny, Kennywood. Oh, it was Kennywood. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had, um, they had like four or five little coasters, and then they had their one quote-unquote big one. Now, if you've been to Cedar Point, yes. <laughs> adorable, Kennywood, adorable. We have a 400-foot roller coaster. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it was their big one or whatever, and you had to go up to the top of the platform to start because it started with a drop, and then, you know, it had a couple loops, and it, it was okay. But Kennywood was so fucking deserted the day we went there, and this is why they, you know, closed. because Kennywood's still around. No, but they're under new ownership. Oh, okay. Yeah, it folded, I, I, and then uh, 
I can't remember the company's name, but like a group of investors came in and bought it and redid it okay. because they were trying to be like a thrill park sort of, and that was a total bust being too close to Cedar Point. Now they're more of like an amusement park with games, and they've got some rides, but it's not their focus isn't roller coasters, right? And they, nor should it be, right? Unless you're going to take on Cedar Point, don't. Which yeah, which takes way too much. They're too close to Cedar Point to try and be, you know, the alternative. But um, at the time, they had the one big coaster, and the place was fucking deserted to the point that my father and I walked up, hopped right on no wait into the very front car, and there was nobody in line. So the just operator just, yeah, the operator, yeah. we got back the first time, and, you know, I'm 10, so I thought it was amazing. You know, my dad's happy because, you know, he's got me to shut up about for a little while, you know, to ride a ride and have some fun. And we got back, and there was still no one in line. The operator just looks at us and goes, you guys just want to keep going? And we're like, and you know, I'm a 10, so right. <laughs> hell yeah, Okay, send us, you know. So every time we'd pull into the station, I'd raise my arms and go, again, and he'd just keep shooting us. Of course, I'd, your dad's like, ah. Oh, right. well, yeah, by the end of it, I'm still laughing my head off, and my dad's just sitting there in the car like, I, I guess we're going again, you know. He, uh, but, yeah, we went like 10 or 11 times because it was just so empty. Baron, and I do remember this vaguely. It says, although there was a time I took a girl's bikini off on accident after I got catapulted by the wave. And I do remember <laughs> it, but I don't, I think it was like a, like a little girl type thing. Like, not like, you know, some 20 something that Aww. was in there. She was probably, I don't know, 15, 16. I, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I was like 12, I think. I vaguely remember it. So Baron's saying accidentally, but targeted. If you'd seen him back then, and as, as, gangly and uncoordinated it was most certainly an accident not to mention he didn't weigh a whole lot he was a small kid yeah you know he was a pebble in the wave getting tossed around now Khalilu and baron ross talking about wildwood water park which used to be right around the corner from here literally around the corner but that closed down some years ago i thought somebody built a house on it last (laughs) i had i had thought but yeah we're kind of blessed in ohio with the amount of places you can go to that uh uh, that have rides, but if you're a, a roller coaster freak or an amusement oh, park, yeah. it's Cedar Point, man. It has the legal. Yeah. Not here, not in the states, not in the country, not in the world. It's there. Yeah, we went uh, when I was out in California. Me and a group of my Marine buddies went to Knott's Berry Farms, and they were like, "Oh, check out the roller coasters," and I'm like, "Ha, nope." So you know, somebody up here mentioned Knott's Berry Farm. Where is that? California. There it is. That's right. Ryan says Southern California has Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, Magic Mountain, yeah. SeaWorld. None of them can compete. No. Well, we used to have a SeaWorld, which yeah. kind of defied logic to me. It's northern Ohio. Yeah, what the hell do you want a SeaWorld here for? I remember that. What the hell do we do with Shamu during the winter? He just freezes there. <laughs> He's hanging Stays out, out underneath the ice. The ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goes into hibernation. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see here. I, I'm trying to catch up. As, uh, IRC has been in, just running at the mouth here, Weller, because we're all, we're all talking about uh, amusement parks and theme parks in the areas. Sakani's using the new and improved RCM bot Rue to look up Cedar Point versus Magic Mountain. See, I thought Magic Mountain was a ride at Disney World. Unless I'm mistaking that for something else. I'm. It's a park, apparently, according to this. How the hell do you have a SeaWorld in a landlocked state? We've got a lake, which leads out through canal to the ocean. We're not totally landlocked. That's right. We you get, know, the whales just have to get past Niagara Falls. We get freighters that come here all the time dropping off shit. So there. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago has a hell of a port. That, yes. And they've got a little tiny little thing to Lake Michigan. Yeah. But yeah, SeaWorld, um, that went under pretty quick. Yeah, I don't. 
And, you know, I shouldn't say that. It was around for 20, 30 years. And then it just, you know, in the mid-90s, it was, was going to say. Yeah, it started, it went under. I went once as a kid, and I remember yeah. it died pretty shortly after that. Yeah. And then, you know, Jugga Lake followed suit. They changed owners a couple times, and then they went under, and they were done. Okay, apparently Magic Mountain is Six Flags Magic Mountain. Okay, um, it's a Six Flags. They go back and forth with Sierra Point over who has the fastest, tallest, scariest roller coasters. Okay, I, I've never even heard of the place, which tells you how much in competition they are. Yeah. Uh, and I do know that there's some place in Japan that tries to compete with them all the time, and it goes back and forth between us right. and Cedar, or them and Cedar Point, well, who that's has why, the tallest. That's why Cedar Point keeps building bigger and bigger coasters right. to keep the record. The problem is they're on a peninsula, and there's nowhere else right. to go. Right, they're almost out of room. Yeah, they've been around since the 1870s, and they've kind of used up every bit of room, so they have to knock down old coasters to put up new ones. Right. There's a couple. I, I'm not a coaster fan. I don't particularly like them. I'm afraid of heights. That's my beef. I love coasters. But the the running joke is on a clear day, if you've gone on top of like uh, Top Thrill Dragster or Millennium Force or uh, they used to have a Space Needle, that's gone. Right. Or you go up on top of the Magnum if, on a clear day, you can see across the lake and you can see Canada on the other side. Having been at the top of those, I've never actually seen Canada. I uh, was trying not to pass out. I, <laughs> my only fear is that of heights. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, not I, my thing. I love coasters. I'll be honest. If they're, and they won't do it because there are people who like wood coasters for whatever reason. But aside from the uh, the one I can't remember the name of where it's like the red and the blue train and they race. The Gemini. Yeah, the, the Gemini. The racing coasters. Right. Yeah, that one's old. Yeah. That old. One, that's like the only wood coaster I like, mainly because I yell at the other train and talk shit <laughs> while we're riding. Only and it always ends the exact same way. They always get into the into the gate at the exact same time. But only you would talk shit to the other oh, coaster, yeah. knowing that it's going to end up as a tie oh, yeah. every single time. Well, because it, oh, you're a full car like behind fuckers. Get out and push. Yeah. <laughs> well, we it may end as a tie, but at certain points, like you'll pull ahead right, ahead, or yeah, you'll yeah. fall behind. And like if we're pulling ahead, I'm yelling at the other train, like "Ha ha, losers, we're gonna win." <laughs> And if we're falling behind, I'm yelling at the other people in my train, lean forward, you bastards, we gotta go. <laughs> They're winning, and I won't have that. Completely sober, I bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, well, I've been doing, I was like that as a kid. So, I mean, okay. Cameron comes by it, honestly, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, me and my brother would always, when we went up there as kids, we would always try and get in the lead car. And when we would get in the lead car, we would act like we were in charge. And we would tell everybody, lean forward, lean forward. here, lean back here, <laughs> lean right, it's going to make us go faster. <laughs> you know. So there were always two asshole kids in the train telling everybody else how to have fun. Of course, you're like, God, all right, everybody lean forward. <laughs> Did you Have you gone on the main streak? Isn't that the other, the largest wooden roller coaster oh, yeah. in the world? Yeah, I hate. I just, yeah, I don't like jerky. I, I don't yeah, like I don't like the wooden ones just because if you're gonna rattle me that much, strap me down better because that little shitty metal um, restraining bar. Yes. Like the Mean Street, it just vibrates so much. Right. And that bar, I swear to God, every time I get off that fucking coaster, there is a bar-shaped bruise along the top of my thighs. That's, That's one of the reasons why I don't go yeah. like going on the Mantis because it's a standing roller coaster and you have to stand. The problem is when you know oh, the G force. The G force is so much when you're going down, you know, going yeah. downhill, or whatever. It's I'm putting a lot of pressure on my legs to keep myself upright. Right. And I get off to that, I'm like God damn, I'm sore. I'm not used to having to lift, you know, myself at four Gs. Right. You know, around turns for three it's minutes. It's so cool, though. Yeah. I love that one. 
I think I like, that, that is the mantis. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The mantis, the is yellow the one, standing one. Right. I'll be honest. You know, my favorite, I think, at Cedar Point, isn't the biggest, the tallest, or the fastest. The I raptor? like the raptor. Yep. I love the raptor. I liked disaster transport until they took that away. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Uh, I like that to be, too. Used to be a uh, uh, what the hell was it? Not uh, thinking of a bobsled. What, what am I thinking of here? It's um, not a, help me out here. It's like um, toboggan. It's like a toboggan shoot, kind of. Sort of, yeah. And the problem is, it used to be outdoors, right. and if you know, if you went through there, people wouldn't go on it because it gave the impression, because it's you know, thirty, forty, fifty stories in the air, that you could fall out of that thing, fall right. to your death. Well, all of a sudden they put a building around it. Right and now, now it's, it's all cool. Hell, I went in all the time. Now it's in the yeah. Yes. Now it's in that warehouse. Now it's gone. They took it down. They wiped it out and a couple other ones so they could put in the new roller coaster, oh. the Gatekeeper, because what it does is it's it. It goes basically around the full, you know, the first half of the park and through the, over the gate as you walk through. Oh, that's cool! And there's these giant holes through the uh, pylons that you actually will turn at the last second to go between the pylons. Oh, I so saw it looks the. Like, oh shit! You're gonna crash. Yeah. And the last minute you turn and go through it. I saw the ads for that. Yeah. I haven't been. I haven't been back I, to Cedar Point in like two or three years. We went last year because it was uh, Mystic Mims Company had their outing there, and they had it all catered and all that. So we got to get in. You know, we got to go. In fact, we took Alula with us because she had never been to Cedar Point. Really? Oh, it was her first experience. Nice. She hadn't gone to many, I don't think she'd gone to many amusement parks at all, but uh, it was something, yeah, it was an experience for her. And I remember, the, in fact, I think she probably told this last summer when we were doing the show when her and my daughter and Mr. Mim all went into, at the time, and this was probably August or September of last year, they went into the haunted house because they were getting gearing up for Halloween weekends. Right. And the three of them were scared stupid. They couldn't get through it because everybody's jumping out at them. And, of course, nice. they're radioing ahead to tell everybody else, hey, here comes three stupid girls who can't keep their shit together, right. and they just made it worse. Oh, yeah. So House. they all come out. The employees can smell weakness. Yes, they can smell the fear. <laughs> and it smells like urine, and all three of them had it. So, yes, they come out, and uh, it, I was laughing my ass off at them, but the three of them were... Eventually, it started. It was kind of that nervous laughter, like <laughs> we made it, <laughs> had a great time. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, huh? So, did Lulu ride any of the coasters? She or? did. She went okay. on a couple with. Uh, she went on one or two with Mystic Mam. I know she went on a bunch with my daughter, and I think she went on one with me. I think she went on the Corkscrew. Okay, I like the Corkscrew. Yeah, I, I don't mind that one again because it's it's you know twisty turny. It's fast, and there's no big hill. Right, which is fine with me. See, I love the big hill. I'll go. I've gone on most of the coasters. I just I don't particularly care to if I don't have to. Oh, yeah. I, I like things that's been very fast. I, we went on the Matterhorn. We went on the Scrambler. We went on the uh, uh, actually the Himalaya they have there. Right. The Octopus, all that stuff. Love those. Love those. Yeah, me too. A lot of people can't you know handle because they get sick. Not me. Love it. The trick is focusing like while you're riding, focusing on one thing. Like I generally use the next car in front of me. Yeah, and, and just kind of zero in on right yeah. fixed reference point. Then you can enjoy the sensation without getting sick, or at least. Or if that, you're really brave, you keep me. your eyes closed. That oh, makes it worse. Fuck that. Yeah. No, I'll puke. <laughs> I'll puke. Yeah. If I close my, I like as long as I, if I'm just looking off into space, I'm gonna get dizzy and I'm gonna feel sick, but I won't. Nothing bad will happen. If I focus in, I'll really enjoy the ride. You know, because I zero in on something that's moving with us, and that kind of locks down my balance and my you know motion sensor. Whatever, uh, the inner ear. Yes, like it lets my brain process your equilibrium. It yeah, yeah. My, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, if I close my eyes, it's puke city, baby, and the car behind me is getting doused. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole about that too. I don't want to get it on me, so I, you know, shoot to the side. 
Baron says, I've memorized where all the cameras are on all the roller coasters at Cedar Point, and I do poses. <laughs> One time I brought a, a bought, brought a book onto the Magnum and pretended to read. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. Another, I smelled the camera as if for a school picture. Yeah, I, I've seen some kind of funny ones on the Internet. One guy, you know, what his, him and his girlfriend are playing chess. What they did is they glued the chess pieces to the board. Oh, that's so cool. So they're going down. He's, like, got his hand, hand on his chin, <laughs> and the girlfriend's making a move onto the board. That's funny. little mini uh, chess board. Yeah, yeah, like one of the travel ones. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's <clears throat> smart. That's funny. It's surprising how many people here, considering we have a national, international audience, how many of them have heard of or been to Cedar Point. Yeah. It, it really is an experience. You know, fuck Disney World, man. Go to Cedar Point at least once in your life. If you have the opportunity, take it. Oh, yeah. Especially if you like, you know, roller coasters or fun, that's where you want to go. If you like fun and America, yes. you should go to Cedar Point. Otherwise, Sir, the terrorists win. Win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though. Like, you don't like the the big drop heights? No, I don't. I, I love them. Can't. And I don't like the, uh, you know, the top thrill, how it shoots you? Yes. I don't like that. See, I like the anticipation. It's not a, it, really? Because you can see oh, the yeah. countdown, and all of a sudden it lifts you up on the, it's, uh, for those who don't know, the top thrill dragster, I think it's over and done in about 30 seconds. Yeah, right about. What it does is it, it puts you up, they actually took the uh, idea from uh, a magnetic catapult. Yeah, from, from an aircraft carrier. Right. Yeah. And it puts you in, and I think it seats like 12, and then there's this giant, right. it, yeah, it looks like a, like a uh, drag race type strip, right. and there's a giant... Uh, 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 grandstands that people can sit and watch this, and then there's a countdown. It goes from red all the way to green, right? And then it shoots you, and it goes from zero to sixty-five, or zero to seventy, or zero to eighty. I think it's, I think it's seventy-five. Yes, yeah, something it's like zero that. To seventy, seventy-five, something like that. In like two or three seconds. Yeah, it's so awesome. you've got to be in great shape to do it. If you've got a bad heart or back, the same for you. Don't play. It shoots you straight up, like four hundred feet. You go up, and then you go over, and you come straight down. And it's like a nine degree angle it's down. Really cool. Right. Oh yeah, you're, you're going, going straight down. Straight down. Yeah. But yeah, because you yeah you're because you go up and it's basically like an arch almost. You yes. know, You except a very narrow one. And it's you twisting go as it goes. Straight up and twist, and when you get to the top, you twist one more time, and then just like you said, go straight down, twisting all the way, just plummeting towards the ground. It's awesome. But I don't like that one as much because. I like the anticipation, the clack as you get pulled yes. up the hill, and then that last that four or five thing, man, seconds. That the clacking, you get oh, up the I love top, it. like, okay, now I can I only see it. the horizon. I can't see anything underneath me. Uh-huh. Fuck, here we go, no! That's, yeah, I, it's, it's that four <laughs> or five seconds right before you drop where your stomach gets all tingly and your whole body's, yes. like, just tensed, waiting for it. I love that. That for me and then you go the over ride. the hill. They're like, "Oh shit!" There's nothing, you know, between shit, me shit, 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 and the shit, ground, shit. but 300 feet of air. <laughs> I love those. I love them. That's uh, why. I mean, that's why I like Magnum and Millennium. Millennium Force, Force and, is the I think know. most popular. The funny yeah. thing about them when we went to the top of a dragster and we tried getting Lulu on there and she wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, they actually it was starting to rain, and I mean like drizzling, and they shut the thing down. Yeah, and I remember walking up to the guy because I didn't understand that. I mean, I would I would make it. I would understand if it was like lightning or something or like really high winds. It was it was drizzle, and the guy there and he was from Sweden. So that's the other thing about Cedar Point is no one there is from the United States. No, they're all from all over the world. Yeah. It's really strange. Um, but I go up to him and he's like, you know, and I expect him to sound like the Swedish chef, and he sounded it was a bit of an accent, but he explains like, well, the problem is you're going so fast yep. when it's drizzling. It's gonna if you know hits you right in the eye. You're doing 75 miles an hour. It's gonna hurt. So we just we don't run it when it's going that fast. Right. Which is really cool. Baron says the first. And I remember this first time on the top tool dragster on the car got to the top. 
stopped, and then rolled back down the hill backwards. And I was in the front <laughs> car. Yeah, because sometimes it doesn't make it. Or get stuck. I yeah. saw it, We were there once, and I saw it, it was stuck I just as it was going it. over it's, the edge. Yeah. I've seen that. There was like two cars that oh. had already gone over the hill, and it stopped. So they're locked in place, staring at the ground 400 feet below Which them, and they're awesome. there for like three hours. Oh, yeah. Which is hilarious. I saw. I never got. I never saw it get stuck stuck like that. I did see it one time where it shot up, because... The catapult. Thank you, Simbicta. Space Mountain. I don't know why I was thinking of Magic Mountain. Thank you. I, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <clears throat> but I, the catapult doesn't always, on top thrill, you know, it's relatively regular. Most of the time, it shoots you at about the same speed. But there's some variation to it. Right. Especially, you know, if you get a couple big fat guys in the car, or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. or if you have a car of all kids, you know, it, it just depends. But, any like, the I did see it once where it shot up, and I was laughing. So hard, because I wouldn't want to be in that position, but to watch other people be in that position was hysterical to me. It shot up, and it literally lost its momentum right as it was going over. So it got just to the point where it was balanced, and then it slowly, slowly... We all thought they were stuck, because they just sat there for like 20, 30 seconds. Right. And from our point of view, it didn't look like they were moving, but they must have been moving just a little bit, just far enough to reach the tipping point, and then shoot then back went down. down. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would not like that. I'd be like, oh god, we're trapped on top of this giant tower, and then boom. Hilarious. Here's a bit of a tangent, and then we'll get right back to this because there's oh, another yeah. ride I want to bring up. Uh, speaking of laughing your ass off, I, I want to give credit to Sinvicta because uh, Sinvicta and Tolbisk and a bunch of the guys um, they got early access to Heroes of the Storm, so they've been streaming it. Yeah, and it's been the four or five, the couple times I've watched it was like the five of them on the same team. They're all broadcasting at the same time. On their Twitch accounts, and for Sinvicta, it's I think it's uh, Twitch.com backslash Sinvicta. Right, Twitch.tv. Yeah, TV and and Sinvicta. Laughing my ass off at these guys are just getting steamrolled <laughs> by whoever they're playing, and they're all broad. I mean, they're all broadcasting. They're all yelling, "Oh, we gotta go here! Or back me up!" Or you know, and everybody's watching different streams, and it's hilarious. Listen to the five of them as they're trying to figure out a how to play the game and b try to coordinate as they're just getting just rolled nice. by the other team again and again and again. That's it, it's, awesome. It is. I, it's not a kind of game I have much of an interest in uh, normally, but now I want to play it. Just right. simply watching Sin play and and you know competing in the game, uh, it's hilarious. Nice. I'm like this. I could have a lot of fun with. I think. So I had to give give out uh, credit where credits due on that one. Well done, Sin Victor. The Demon Drop is the one of the ones that I I remember when it first came out. I was like eight. Oh wow! Do you remember the Demon Drop? Yeah. Okay. Well, the Demon Drop, what it was, you got no car, it went straight up, like an elevator. Right. Like an elevator went up like 200 feet, and then it would kind of move out over onto uh, the other side, and there was tracks in the side. Right. And it would just kind of hang there in the air. And again, it was anticipation because it was dropped by the operator. It wasn't on a set time. Right. So, so he could leave knew. you there for 30 seconds, a minute, or immediately. And then it's a straight drop all the way down until you get to the bottom where it kind of curves and it rolls into a stop. Right. But, I mean, Love that one. scare the shit out of me the first time I went because my parents knew and didn't tell me what it was. <laughs> so I went up there thinking, all right, this is a new ride. I can't wait. I hate you, Mom and Dad. I'll be talking to this in front of a psychiatrist later on in life. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, part of that, part of what made it, because I went on it unsuspecting as well, but of my own volition, nobody tricked me. Um, but the tracks are behind you. Yes. And the yeah, cars, yeah. So, and you, the cars like open on three sides, mm -hmm. and you're laying back, so you can't see the tracks when it's dropping. All you can see is open air. Yes. So, And you don't feel the tracks at first when that thing drops. It just feels like, oh, shit, this thing broke. I'm going to die. Right, and there's nothing underneath you either. Right. Yeah. 
It's really cool. I, I do remember that. I'd say the most disappointing new ride I've ever gone on there, and uh, God damn, Snake River Falls. And I think I might have mentioned this on the show before, but I went there. Mm-hmm. And it was new about a decade ago. And it was this big water ride because, you, you know, you go up, and it seats about, like, 25 people. And you, you're in this giant car, and it kind of, you know, goes up kind of like a roller coaster, and it comes around. Right. You go up, you go up like, 120, 150 feet, and then it comes down, and it hits the water, so it comes down, and it shoots this gigantic wave. And it blasts the bridge. Right. And you can, as you're crossing the bridge, basically as you're leaving from the ride headed back out, you can stand on the bridge and just get bowled over by this giant wave. Right. Now, I was in line, and I think it was, I think um, my brother and sister were with me, because I remember when this was, it actually had me more than a decade ago. I think it was, shit. Kalila, do me a favor. Look up Snake River Falls. See if it says when that thing started. But I think I was with them. We were in line for about three, three and a half hours to get on this ride because it was new. Right. What I've described to you was the entire ride. Oh, yeah. It was maybe 45 seconds long. Yeah, it's just You a went drop. up. You came around on a little, you know, like a little bridge that was maybe all three seconds. Then he went down the other side like a roller coaster, and that was it. Yeah, the, you know what? It had to be because it had to be like 94, 95, because I remember I lost my hat. And it was my dad's travel team, and I had um, my uh, my my blue and gold uh, Olmsted Falls hat, and I lost it on that one. Ninety three, it opened. Okay. Yeah, I mean the thing with Snake River Falls is basically just a it's just a loop. It's just like an oval. You know, yes, the car, and that's it. Yeah, and the whole point of the ride is just to basically make as big of a splash as they possibly can. So they got a big heavy car. They fill it with more people. Think, I mean, think a normal log ride. But with just one hill. And much wider. And much bigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. wider, and more people in it. Sakani says, Demon Drops scare the shit out of me. Never again. Don't know why. I'll jump on a really tall coaster with no problem, but Demon Drop literally made me piss my pants. Yeah, the first... Speaking of which, hello. The Prince hey, Imperial has come down. Mr. Pim has brought him down. He's, He's got his little mustache on. Yeah, I think that is, this is the cowboy mustache. Yeah, the gentleman mustache is the other one he wears. <laughs> the ladies' man, the I'm ladies sorry. Man. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. They have different mustache pacifiers. There's like five or six. That's hilarious. Lulu and I found it when we were in uh, Baltimore last year. We found the uh, the cowboy because her niece had found the ladies' man when she was in Chicago. It's interesting that we're now collecting all these different pacifiers <laughs> for my son, <laughs> who is now climbing up onto the couch behind us, and he's all happy, happy. He's got his mustache hanging out, watching Daddy at work. Now, Mommy's putting the blanket on him. He's living the dream. It's actually very good, very well behaved. It's it's interesting because with my daughter, it was a fight to get her to go to bed, and then she wouldn't sleep at night. Right. He will grab his blanket, he'll walk over to and point up the stairs, okay, it's bedtime, or he'll grab the blanket and his pacifier, he'll nice. walk over to one of us, and then he'll put his arms out like, okay, take me to bed. It's always between like 7 and 7.30, 8 o'clock. Time actually, it's it kind of a little late for him tonight, but I guess he's still awake. Yeah, he did take a late nap. But, yeah, no, he's great. Nice. Perfect baby. Well, wait till he turns five or six with you as a father. I'm sure you'll have similar stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm sure I will. I, will have taught him. I don't know if he'll be yelling at the car, ne- you know, at the roller coaster next to him, go faster! <laughs> nope, now he's, he wants to sit in my lap. You want to come up here? Want to talk come to the on. people? Oh, he's got a pacifier in his mouth. All right. There you go, McMac. That should be your online name, McMac. He doesn't want to talk. He just wants to sit here. Do I put your headphones on? 
This is compelling radio, folks. Got it with the mustache. Boom. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. Tweet that out. I'm going to. As soon as you got. Oh, I like this even better. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, check that out. Perfect. Yep, that's going out. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, check the Twitter because uh, this is a pretty entertaining picture. I got to log in so I can uh, retweet it out there. Here we go. Just grabbing the microphone. Careful, don't pull out the cord. Compelling radio. You're so well behaved. You're not grabbing or screaming or anything. I was kind of hoping you'd talk into it, but. He's learning all kinds. Of, he learned how to say up and down today and what they meant, kind of. Ryan says, Amp, you have an automatic third host. Just put the Prince Imperial on the mic. I probably could. Just in the middle of a conversation, just go. Blah, 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 blah. The Prince with his cowboy mustache is now on the Twitters. All right. This, hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. I know I follow rival. Yeah, you do. It just takes a second for it to. Okay. To catch up. Yep. Because last, I think last week it took about, oh, what, oh, five oh, seconds? Oh, oh. Now we're pressing <laughs> buttons and we're screwing with the computer. We're doing something. See, when we're on Whopper, I can just turn the the uh, uh, keyboard off because it's got an off switch. And then he just bangs away at it. Oh, nice. Not this one. Nope, he's pulling stuff up. He's like, if I hit this button, I know it's going to do something on here. All right, I'm going to do the following because I know I follow Robocast. Just uh, do the search. And once. There we are. Oh, nope. Nope, not quite. Did I not? There we are. Nice. That's how you get ratings right there. <laughs> Use the child. Yep. Ah, uh, the mustache makes it all work. Oh, now he's talking. Got something to say, little dude? Ryan's like, hey, Prince, open the command window, type in format C drive. <laughs> Thanks, jerk. <laughs> D-Warrior says, you need to get him the buck teeth pacifier. No, we're from Ohio. We're not from Kentucky. <laughs> he, the pirate the pi he does have a pirate one? I can't find it. Okay. I have to talk away because he's actually in front of me, between me and the microphone. We're, we're Mr. Glenn, we're swapping stories of our adventures to Cedar Point and Juggle Lake. Oh, you know? I guess I guess he's oh, done. No, we're done. He's like, yeah, that was fun. Good talking. Take another year or so, he'll be ready for his first adventure to Cedar Point. Nice climbing on the couches again. They have, a, I mean, they do have a pretty decent amount of kitty rides up there too. It does, yeah. especially Cedar Point does. Right, and it's something that I never really understood. My parents used to say how much enjoyment they got out of watching us go, because when we got old enough, they didn't really go on the rides with us anymore. They would just take us and kind of watch us go at our own pace. Right. It's the same thing with my daughter, and now with him is I, I've really. I'm really going to enjoy watching him run around and oh, there's lights and there's, you know, check it all out. Right. And... There's sounds and all kinds of stuff. So. <laughs> D warrior says, Prince, can you say bow down to your leader peons? <laughs> <laughs> Once he's old enough to speak, I'll get a couple of recordings from him. That'll be You funny. guys suck. <laughs> or, uh, Anyways, uh, I guess we should wrap up the uh, the monologue here, the intro, real quick, what I did this yeah, week. Well, uh, it was work, 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 except for on Thursday when uh, our good friend and uh, colleague Lulu um, got particularly sick because she was over Wednesday night because she normally you know stops over Wednesday night and she joins us for dinner and what have you. 
And she kept complaining about how much pain she was in. I'm like, look, do you want me or Mr. Quinn to take it to the hospital? Because she was really in pain. Out of it, yeah. And she said, no, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in the hospital. Sure enough, Thursday I get a text. This is like Thursday afternoon. All right, I took myself to the hospital. You know, I, I'm getting you know really sick, a little pain. So she sits in the ER. I actually worked at the store, and it wasn't a dire emergency, so I couldn't like you know get up and leave. Right. So I get off of work, and she's like, "All right, I'm still here, but they may release me." All right. Well, do you have a ride home? No, and they shot me full of Dilaudid. So it's kind of funny listening to her. She's trying or watching her text <laughs> because each text is more and more weird than the one you know before. A lot of will do that. Sure, weird stuff are being tweeted out. Then she has a bad reaction to it, so she gets full of steroids. Oh yes, thank you. Uh, then they shoot her through full of morphine, so she's kind of up and down, up and down. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I will come out and I, I will get you and I will, uh, and I will bring you. Actually, this is a gentleman who's texting me, who I'm hoping will be on the show next week. So I, I went and I, you know, sat with her. I didn't get there probably until, oh, I don't know, uh, probably like 9.30 by the time I got there. Right. Now, you think if somebody's going to be there that late at night, you just keep them. No. They didn't release her until after 2 a.m. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, just let her stay I night. don't know. And then they told her, well, make sure you come right back the next morning. I'm not going to reveal whatever her... Her medical condition is, I don't know if she did on Twitter or not, but I will leave that to her as well as what she wants to say. But I'm there. I'm like, I'm dead because I'd work both jobs that day. And right. I'm, keeping in mind, I'm not complaining. She's the one in the hospital. She's been there all day by herself. She's, right. you know, in a lot of pain. Still is. That's why she's not here this evening. So I take her home. I don't get her back to her house and probably until about 2.30. Jeez. I didn't get home until 3.30, and I had to be at work the next morning at 7. Now, luckily, Ouch. I worked at home that day. Oh, okay. But yeah. still, it's three hours, get up, work a full shift. She had to get some... Actually, I think my my dad ended up driving out there to because she left her car at the hospital. Had to go back and get her car. Then she had to go back to the ER because she couldn't get into her doctor because they had to do another whole thing. So I it took me like an entire day just to, to catch up with that. I was just exhausted. It was three hours right. of sleep and, you know, 48 then I was supposed to have softball practice today outside. However, when we were talking about this, because he came in and talked to Dad on Thursday, uh, my buddy, to get jerseys for his team. Right. We were talking about it because a couple guys were there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get together on you know Sunday, even if it's just to throw the ball around outside. Stupid me, for once, didn't check the weather, had Ugh. no idea we had a winter storm that came in. Yeah. We ridiculous. got five inches last I'm night. I'm pissed off. I'm very angry about that. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to be in the 40s, 50s this weekend. Nope, five inches of snow. It was 60 earlier this week, and then yes. boom, snow. Supposed to be 65 on Tuesday. Yeah. Awesome. I was like, what the fuck? Thanks, Ohio. Yeah. Thanks, Ohio. Appreciate that. Yeah, I went out. Um, I was pretty... I wasn't feeling well yesterday either, so I took a nap. And when I woke up, like when I went to bed, a little rainy, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. When I woke up, snow. Ah, fuck you, snow. Right, and then it kept on going. And then, I, all right, yeah. this is kind of weird. Maybe it's just one of those, uh, you know, sprinkles or, or maybe like less than an inch or type thing. So I flip on the news, and there's this giant blob of green. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is not going to be a, a, a pleasant thing. Yeah, because I was running errands yesterday morning, you know, before my nap, which, it, by the way, naps are awesome for anyone out there that's on the fence about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm pro or anti-nap, but since you put, you know, Pointed that out. Pointed out I'm definitely pro nap now. But yeah, like I was running errands before then and getting stuff done, and it was rainy, a little bit cold, but just rain, you know. And then, like I said, 
I was down for maybe an hour, hour and a half, and boom, Snow City. I don't, I don't trust this. I do, well, I <laughs> see. I'm afraid because Sinvicta <laughs> said, just text me and said, "Hey, check that Twitter again." <laughs> <laughs> That's getting retweeted. Like Justin Bieber giving lectures about Russia. <laughs> Very nicely done, Sinvicta. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I hate you, Brad. <laughs> nope. All right. I love it. That's awesome. And retweeted. Yeah, I retweeted that up myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! And here, after I just plugged his show, and the good job he's doing, I get this kind of uh, this kind of nonsense. I think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I spent yesterday it was uh, basically uh, me and the uh, little guy because the girls went shopping. My daughter gets to go to Washington D.C. on a, on a uh, school trip this coming week. Nice, which is very neat for her. They didn't have that when I was a kid, um, when I was in that school system. And then last night I started my second playthrough of South Park. Oh yeah, the Stick of Truth and Mystic Man was watching and what class mean, did you go through this? I time? went with the fighter this time. I went with, with okay. the Jew the first time. Right. The Jew was much better than the fighter. That's kind of and again it's kind of funny because when you select it, he's like a white fighter. <laughs> Haven't seen a good one of those in a while. Oh, I, I was, did you test out your theory that uh, the black ones? I did not. I meant to. Uh, I, I, I did not. I should. You know what? Because they do. Yeah. I, I watched it on YouTube. They do. He does say different things. Does he? It's okay. Funny. Okay. I was thinking to myself, like, you know what, since they give you the option of having that, because you can go, you know, white or different kinds of white, right. black, and then there's, like, spray tan, and it says, like, Jersey Shore tan. Nice. And I wonder if they say different things depending on what you choose. Mm -hmm. The problem is every time you start a new game, it wipes out your previous one. So I don't oh, want to okay. do that unless you specifically save it. So I, I played for about four hours last night because I couldn't sleep, and I burned through the entire first day nice. uh, of the game. Of course, I know where everything is, so that helps. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, it was a run-of-the-mill week other than the fact that, you know, Lulu's on her deathbed, and she's still in a great deal of pain. That's why she's not here, which should tell you something, because usually she's here come hell or high water. Right. Yeah, she's been a little uh, been a little sick lately. She's got, He's playing got with chapstick. chapstick. Yeah. Okay, now he took his pacifier out so he can get <laughs> He's trying to eat the chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how my week was. Nice. Wow, we burned through an entire hour already. Shit. Uh, all right, we have many articles to get through. Um, we do have, uh, I imagine, probably a train of injustice. Uh, we have the mailbag, I assume. I haven't looked, but I'm assuming you people are writing in Emperor1G at Cox.net. We will get to that a little later on. Uh, what do we have coming up? We've got, uh, the. if you have not been following this, if you're not sure on it, Facebook has acquired Oculus which is that the virtual reality program that um, um, John Carmack from I, from id Software is working on. Right. We've got a couple articles on that. We have one about uh, someone who paid $3,000 for another person to live tweet their wedding. Good Lord. A South Carolina man accused of hitting a girlfriend with anger management book. Irony. Yes. Obnoxious Xbox One users to start being warned about jerk. I mean, being a jerk. So apparently they have a reputation system going in. Interesting. Like, like that's going to matter. Nope. Naked man in tricycle arrested for alleged cocaine use. Okay. Japanese man spends $150,000 on plastic surgery to look like Michelangelo's David. 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Have we not had a bunch of stories about this, about these different Japanese people spending a fortune on getting this plastic surgery so they can look yeah. like anime characters or they can look like they're all ripped or whatever? All sorts of weird stuff. Sparkle ponies will totally make humanity's professors relevant again. Don't know about that one. And there's no one on here about a girlfriend who burned down her or tried to burn down her ex-boyfriend's house using bacon. Huh. All that and more yet to come. So, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, all of the above as the Prince Imperial is now trying to hit the keyboard. Yes, I know you want to be picked up. Hang on. Okay, hang on. Okay. He's coming back up for the sign-off, folks. All right. All right, Prince, you want to play us out for the break? No. He just no, wants to hit buttons. just wants to touch All right, it. folks, we're back here about uh, 12. Oh, crap. What do you hit? <laughs> I don't know what the hell he hit. Okay. Quickly, we'll be back here in about 10 minutes. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. This is DTD from Sheep Moon, and you're listening to The Mighty Emperor and The Emperor's Court on RivalCastMedia.com. Bow down to the God King of the Internet. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. All right, folks, we're back here on the Emperor's Court here on RivalCastMedia.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Voyeur. Heyo. And no one else, as the rest of our show hosts are out sick and or dead this evening. Um, Wimps. Yes. <laughs> How'd you all like that uh, very weird variety of music that I threw in there for the uh, uh, break? I just grabbed whatever was on in the list, like here, <laughs> just toss it in there. But, you know, the cool thing is, and we have not talked about this yet, mm. but I'm so looking forward to it, tomorrow is the start of the baseball season. Huzzah! Yep. We open up the season in Oakland, actually. Nice. I know they were doing pretty well down in the Cactus League. Yeah, they were destroying. Yeah. Ripping them up. There were a couple, uh, I think they had a 1-0 game, which doesn't often happen. No, not in spring training. No. Because usually you're working on something or, you know, you've got something out there that's going to be bagging groceries a week from now. Just right. Pitching. But, no, I've, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think we can do very well. I think that uh, <clears throat> when it's all said and done, we're gonna be, we are going to be competing for the division. I know it's not a popular uh, opinion here in, in, well, not here in Cleveland, but in general amongst the uh, talking heads of national uh, sports media. They don't believe that the Cleveland Indians are really going to compete. I think they will. Because the Tigers have spent so much money, they've got this player and that player, and they've got the pitching and whatever. Fuck that. You know what? We came within – granted, they stopped really playing – the final week of the season, but I'm adjusting levels. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to do it actually around the <laughs> left to get to the board. I was in front of me. Yeah, I yeah. was trying to think of something to say to help you out, but your baseball knowledge is just way more in depth than mine. What it comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, is that you know we came within a few games of catching them in the division. We ended up getting into the wild card, which I got to tell you, I don't like the way the wild card works now. Basically, they take two people who make who win the wild card, and then you have a one-game playoff. Mm-hmm. Had it been other than that, we would have had the playoff berth. In years previous, right. you simply would have gone against a, in a five-game series against a person with the best record, not in your division. I would have preferred that. I would have rather right. us played rather than having a one-game playoff. And I don't hand me this shit... Cleveland media and you talking heads. Oh, but I like the idea of a one-game playoff. Think of all the the electricity and and the anticipation. No, 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 no. I want the anticipation of a five-game playoff that fucking matters, right. where we can beat somebody and then make an advancement to the ALCS and a chance the World Series. 
But, yes, the Tigers do have better hitting. They do have better pitching. They're also very banged up at the moment. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind, too, one of the things is we made it to the playoffs with most of our really good players having off years. Especially Nick Swisher, who we spent a lot of money to bring in, had a very crappy year, bad at 240. Yeah. Santana, excuse me, did okay. Uh, Kipnis basically disappeared after you know the All Star break. Yeah. Mark Reynolds we got rid of after the All Star break after he had a, started off really well. Our pitching was solid, was pretty decent, and we did lose two of our better better pitchers. Right, kind of. The you know we're gonna roll the dice to see if the people we're bringing up are going to be as good. Zach McAllister or you know Danny Salazar or Kluber or whomever. We'll see how well they do. Frankly, I think I think we're do fine. I think we'll be okay. Bottom line is, it's baseball season. At the end of the day, Very even exciting. if we lose 100 games, will I be pissed? Yes. Will I be able to go to a few games? Absolutely. It also means nicer weather is around the corner. Please. Please, Ohio yeah, five inches of snow outside. Please. <laughs> Puxatani feels an asshole. Jackass. The one thing I don't get is we're starting the season in Oakland. That I understand. Okay? Okay. If we play one three-game series in Oakland, then we come back here to Cleveland. What's okay. the point? Yeah, why? I, my, and I've always been of the opinion a lot of people are, Cleveland weather, basically if you're anywhere in the Midwest or in the North, your weather sucks. If you're not playing in a dome, Yeah. why don't you start the season with a South or West Coast swing? Right. You know, we play the Padres the third week of the season. Okay, well, if we're going to do that, then... Why not move wh- it up? Right. And... Start at Oakland, get Seattle, go to Anaheim, hit the Padres, hit Texas, then come back here. You spend the first two weeks, now you're in mid to late April, you have a better chance of having... A, Good weather. A, yeah, at least maybe 50 degrees, but it's not right. raining, instead of having rain out after rain out. But no, we play one three-game series in Oakland, and then we come right, right back. Right back here, huh? Yeah. Hmm. And the game doesn't start until 10 o'clock at night. I will be watching. Down here in front of this big screen TV that you, <laughs> the kind listeners, paid 75% of. So you are entitled to 75% of the picture. <laughs> I'll tweet it out. I'll just cut off like one-third of the 25% of the picture will just be cut off. All right, we got a lot to get to tonight, and I'm not really sure where to start. Um, do we start off with the funny or with the serious? That's what it really what it comes down to. But this guy's been making both. headlines, and I've been hearing this quite a bit, and a lot of people have been, been bashing him up one side down the other, as well he should. And this is from Kotaku. Uh, anti-video game Senator Leland Yee arrested on bribery charges. Ass. But that's not the whole, that's not the the entire story. Go ahead there, uh, Voyer. Explain right. this one. So basically, this guy, Leland Yee, is a California state senator. Um, he has long been anti-gun, anti-violent video game. Sakani, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> explain this. So he's, uh, he's a Democrat. He wants to criminalize violent video game sales to children, um, as opposed to letting the ESRB do its thing, and which it does already. Um, so he, he's long been an opponent of, I would call it the First and Second Amendments, but whatever. Specifically to this show. Wait, wait, wait. We covered games. the story. Remember this? We covered because he's the one that had to go to the Supreme Court. Remember those supposed yeah, to be a big ruling? That's we right. Covered that, we yeah, covered that we story did. in the air. That was years ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So he's been an asshole ever since, so it's not like he's changed his ways. But the FBI caught him in a sting and are charging him with corruption and bribery. And that, in and of itself, fun. Uh, but one of the things he is alleged to have been a part of is a gun-running scheme. So, I find that hilarious, considering anti-violent video games, hardcore gun-grabber, selling machine guns. Yes, 
The hypocrisy tastes so sweet, you fucking asshole. Now, who was he selling the guns to or giving the guns to? He wasn't actually the guy selling the guns based on what I've read. He was just facilitating. Right, because he's a state senator. State and he senator knows powers, people, right. right, his connections and everything. So part of the bribery and corruption was facilitating this gun running. Um, but supposedly, and again, this is all allegedly until it's proven in a court of law yes. and more facts come out, but allegedly over $2 million worth of illegal guns went through this whole thing, and he was aware of it when he was taking bribery. Is this like a Fast and Furious type thing? No, because they were coming into this country, not leaving. So Okay, so he was facilitating people getting... I knew he was gun getting running. automatic weapons. Okay, but he was gun running into the United States, right. not out of. Allegedly. That's that's what he's been accused of. Because sometimes you hear about, you know, the, you know we're giving you know, weapons to the Contras, we're giving weapons to the Mexicans. Right. Or, I didn't know we were bringing weapons in here. I, I thought we had too many as it is. Good to see that Leland Yee using his connections to arm people in the United States more so than they already are. And then bitching at us because we want to play Call of Duty. That's right. Or whatever. Well, I don't really want to play Call of Duty, but you get my point. Yes. He stands there, and it's, it's the hypocrisy of it that just makes it oh so sweet. Because this guy stands in, you know, the well of the California State Senate, and he badmouths an entire industry. You know, I'm not even going to get into the Second Amendment He takes stuff. him to the Supreme Court. Right. But he, yeah. takes, he takes the video game industry to the Supreme Court to try and criminalize the sale of games that have messages he doesn't like. So, fuck you, First Amendment. You don't apply if I don't agree. You know, he tries to criminalize violent video games. that's the way the left games. has always done it. Well, that, that's true. It's, you know that as well as I do. Missing yeah. says, I think rockets were also involved. Were RPGs involved? I only saw automatic weapons, but it's very possible. I mean, it, I would get my hands on one of those. I mean, I'll be honest. I saw like two forties on the list, which are medium machine guns the military uses. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some RPGs or AT fours in there either, because he obviously didn't care. And again, it's not like he was putting them on his boat and bringing them into the country. The charge is that he helped facilitate and you know hook these people up with his connections as a powerful local politician. Don't care. You're still right. responsible. Right. I, obviously, no, I he agree. knew what was going on, even if he doesn't know exactly what kind of weaponry was being brought in. No, no, no. Supposedly, he did. Okay, Supposedly, he was even deep worse. in enough. At least he would have some plausible deniability saying, look, I thought I was helping a friend out, or I thought it was, you know, it was a business arrangement. I didn't know if they were bringing RPGs and rocket launchers and tow missiles into the country. Right. No, if he knew, I'd fucking string him up. I don't like the guy oh, to begin yeah. with already, but yeah. Right. Actually, Xanath has a fun point. It reads like something from out of Grand Theft Auto, which he would love to be banned, which is why it's fucking hilarious. So, basically, he doesn't like us playing Grand Theft Auto, but he fucking loves to live it. Or at least make money off of right. it. Right. You know, bringing in automatic weapons, and I know, I I thought I read explosives, which is maybe the RPGs. Could that, be. Uh, um, missing. Semtech for everyone. Too. Right. I thought that's what it was, some type of conceit. No, 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 or, it's but... Plato. <laughs> just don't put a timer play, in. guys. <laughs> just keep electric detonators away from right. it. So, Don't plug this uh, Plato into the wall socket or there won't be a wall for the socket to sit in anymore. But, yeah, so Leland Yee, you are an asshole and a hypocrite, and it's funny to see him busted. I mean, it's not funny that he brought $2 million worth of illegal automatic weapons in, but... Now, are they trying... I'm assuming they're trying to round up those weapons. Yeah. I mean, they are brought in here illegally. Right. Someone's the ATF is up. looking for them. Because I'm guessing the people who got them are really above board and really on the up and up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in my head. I'm picturing... Did you ever see the movie Ronan? No. 
All right. Well, I won't go. Is that with um, uh, De Niro, De Niro Jean yeah. Renault? Great movie. Uh, cult classic. I think it's a great movie anyways. Anyways, they go to do like a gun deal, you know, to buy weapons for their heist or whatever. And they get there and Jean Renault looks at the dealer and he's like, just because we're here to buy guns, don't think we don't have any. And he kind of opens his coat. And now I'm just picturing the other guy as Leland Yee like, don't worry, man. I'm a California Democrat. You can trust me. And then he pops the trunk, and there's Semtech and 240s <laughs> in there. Now, what do you like? 45, a millimeter, <laughs> looking for an MP5. What do we got? I got fully automatic. I got semi-automatic. I got Semtech. I got C4. And just so you know, all, I the, got proce- wire. all the proceeds from this sale are going to my Go to local me. charity where we're trying to ban violent video games. That way you won't play in reality. He's just trying to eliminate competition. That's true. Because somebody just pointed out in IRC, the reason why he's mad is because people aren't buying the real thing because they can get the virtual one much cheaper. (laughs) Much easier to play Grand Theft Auto on the streets of L.A. than actually in the game. All right. Now I can just see, come on, guys, look at the graphics. They're so realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this physics engine. Have you ever seen uh, Pure Ponage? Uh, No. Oh, wait, yes, you showed it to me. I think I, I don't know how much I showed you, but it, not much. it's well worth watching the whole I'll series. I'll check it out, yeah. Like the, the one guy's like, yeah, why do you want to join the Army? Well, it's kind of like, you know, like a first-person shooter, but better graphics. <laughs> you know, like, why do you have a knife in your hand? Because I'm going running. Everybody knows you run fast with a knife in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds funny. Uh, I I believe they did an Indiegogo a couple years ago to make a movie based on because what happened was the online series got so popular they put it on Canadian TV for what? Uh, Garayan apparently found a comment on the article. Oh yeah, no, and it I says see "Oh ye yeah. of little integrity," <laughs> and that made me laugh. <laughs> but the series got so popular they signed a contract and got put on a network uh, television in Canada and ran for one season. But Interesting, guess, yeah. Then there was some kind of, it didn't work very well, and there was a falling out between the people involved, but they got back together. They did an Indiegogo. I think they asked for $250,000 to make a full-length movie huh. for the series, and they ended up getting like 500000 in two days. Wow. Or some ungodly amount like that. And they, I know insane. they've been working on it, but I haven't kept up with it. It could be out for all I know. We'll have to take a look. Now, I've seen this a couple of different places, and I remember talking about this in TeamSpeak earlier in the week, which was the Oculus yes. uh, virtual reality thing, which, in fact, I think we covered the story a couple of weeks ago where mm-hmm. John Carmack had left its software to go work on this thing. Right. What I did not know, or at least didn't remember, was that this was a Kickstarter yep. in uh, creation. $2.5 million. Okay. And they have sold to Facebook for $2.3 Billion dollars. Yup. Best Kickstarter ever? <laughs> That's called flipping. And it was well done. Now, I approve from a financial standpoint, good for them because they get $430 oh, yeah. million dollars in cash. And then the rest of it is uh, Facebook stock, right. which I would immediately sell upon yeah, you know, getting. Well, slowly. You know, you dump off billion all at once, your price is going to drop like a rock. Doesn't matter. I'm a billionaire. What do I I care? That's true. What do I care? I'd slow play it. Uh, But there's two different ones here. There's one from The Verge, which is talking about the development of games that people shouldn't, you know, panic about Facebook just yet. And then there's the other one about, and we'll probably start with this one because it's actually talking about the actually acquiring, there we go. I'm sorry to get my headphones on. Uh, Actually acquiring it for $2 billion. This is from Polygon.com. Why don't you tackle this one? I'll grab the other. Okay. And, I mean, this is the big gaming story this week. Um, So I'm sure everyone's heard about it. Um, But, yeah, basically Facebook bought 
the Oculus Rift company for about $2 billion, $400 million in cash, and 23.1 million shares of Facebook stock valued at $1.6 billion. Um, so one of the things, one of their goals with it is to take the Oculus and use it for social aspects. They're not killing gaming in it. They're going to continue to use it as a gaming device. You know, they want to continue to make games for it and everything. Yeah, it exists already. It's called Skype. Right. It's, what the fuck do I need a virtual reality thing for already? I mean... I can do that right now looking at somebody. Yeah, but that's what they want to use. That's what they want to do with it is expand into the social market and try and get an early lock because VR has come a long way. Um, and, you, knew, you know, Oculus now does have competition coming out in the form of Sony's Project Morpheus. Which is a long ways away. But the, uh, to right. your point, obviously somebody's working on it. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with the Wii. Once I'd be surprised if, had it, right. I'd be surprised if Microsoft didn't have their guys going I, on yeah, it. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But uh, one of the interesting things about this story that came out is that, you know, because it was funded originally by Kickstarter and a Kickstarter that was very popular at the time and was held up as a holy shit, look how powerful crowdfunding is example. Um, you know, when you think gaming Kickstarters, at least in my mind, if I think successful gaming Kickstarters, there are two that clearly stand at the top for me. One, Star Citizen. Which I'm looking forward to. So am I. Another privateer game. Two, Oculus. Those were, I mean, those are your two giant success stories that everyone talks about. When you want to look at crowdfunding and how powerful it can be, those are the ones that come up. But here's the thing. A success insofar as that they got funded for the amount they were asking for. Right. Neither product has gone to to market, though. Right. So technically, they have, I mean, this is still all in theory. They're still working on this. Yes. And that's that's one of the problems that people are having with this is that, you know, uh, and, you know, if you're like a five dollar donator to the Kickstarter, shut your fucking mouth. Nobody cares. Right. But if you're but, a legitimate investor in right. the company. And that's one of the things like I, I think you had an article pulled up that talked about how Minecraft pulled out of Oculus yes. after the acquisition. That's because the, the guy that made Minecraft notch gave ten thousand dollars to Oculus when they kickstarted. And he congratulated them on their success and congratulated them on a suave business decision. But he was not happy that he gave $10,000. They never completed a final project, and now they're part of Facebook's empire. And that's what gets me is the fact that this is all – you're buying a theory. You know, we had this discussion exactly some months is, ago yeah. or about a month ago where you said that, you know, people need to go out there and get the independent – uh, uh, developers and what have you, and buy their ideas. Right. Well, this is an example of Facebook doing just that. Exactly. Except they're investing a shitload of capital into what is still just a theory. Right. Now, in, to Oculus's credit, they do have you know dev kits available. They do have yeah, they prototypes. Ordered like seventy-five thousand of them have already been ordered. But the problem is those dev kits. First of all, don't look like what the finished product's going to look like. Second of all, graphically, they're not even close to what they're talking about for the finished product. For the finished product, if you're going to make VR popular and successful, it's got to be HD. Yes. I mean, it has to be. The dev kits, When your regular think, games for the PlayStation 3 right. and the Xbox 360, to say nothing of the new systems, is high definition, exactly. you, have to be, you have to expect the same. And right now, I believe, and I'd have to look it up to be sure, but I believe their headsets right now are only capable of like 480 or 720. 720 is a good starting. It's a spot, good start. That's what the you know the PS3 and 360 started off with. But Sony more Sony did. But Sony's Project Morpheus prototype, which admittedly is probably a couple years away from release, assuming they go through with it, is already kicking out like 4K level 
graphic uh, graphical fidelity on the screen. But how much do you trust that what Sony is saying versus the reality? No, no, no. They actually did showed they demonstrate it 4K. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they they did their whole. They had like an hour long launch and you know showing off. That's uh, I know they launched. We talked about it. Yeah, I, that's I the same the 4K thing. It's from the same event uh, that we talked about with last eye, week with the eye tracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the big announce was Project Morpheus. That was just something I thought was cool that kind of got hidden in the shadows under Morpheus. Um, but yeah, they actually showed it off and they were showing the graphics and you know they were. It's basically right now their graphics are already comparable to HD and like a 4K TV screen type of resolution. So Oculus is working on those things. But to your point, it's still a theory. I mean, they've bought a company for two point three billion, billion dollars. Yes, that has yet to show an actual finished product. You know, it's a company that was kickstarted with two point five mil two years ago, and it's got some real heavy hitters on their staff. Um, after the sale to Facebook, uh, Valve's main VR guy jumped ship and went over to Oculus. Sure, because now they had the capital. Now oh, yeah. they had the funding. Yeah, and that's the big thing is now that you have Facebook behind the project, now you can turn around and say, hey. We've got the money. We've got a major mover behind us. The thing of it is, it wouldn't be the first time that a major company took a flyer on an idea and just completely pissed all over it or blew money. I mean, didn't AOL uh, buy up, uh, what the hell was it, or Yahoo? I, God, I, my memory is now going on me. But they spent a fortune buying up something that they were going to turn into, like the next YouTube or whatever, and it ended up not working out. They did nothing with it, and they spent a fortune on it. And it put AOL really behind the eight ball as far as their operating capital. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was they bought, and I can't for the life of me remember. I uh, don't know. I'd have to look it up. D-Warrior, speaking of the 4K, do we start the fundraiser for Emp's new TV? <laughs> well, didn't we look? They're like twenty-eight grand or some shit. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Broadcast.com. Thank yeah. you, Truth. That, I think that was it. Where it was supposed to be the next thing. That's on, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they spent like a billion dollars, and, and nothing came of it. Well, actually, uh, Court has an interesting point here. Oculus and Facebook are going to charge headfirst with the fail train, uncovering multiple mistakes, while Sony takes a back seat with Project Morpheus and unleashes that once it's perfected as the VR unit that gamers want. And I thought the same thing. The problem is that they tried doing it with the Wii when they had the, the Sony move. Right. All right. And they said, okay, well, we're going to let Wii take the, the forefront, then we'll you know come out with something that's the same thing, but better. It didn't really work. I mean, they sold a million of the units, but they didn't make you know gain any market ground. And the problem right now for Project Morpheus, and I'm assuming they'll fix this because they damn well better. Um, but right now, for Morpheus to work, it uses Move. So you basically, uh, in order to, because the VR part works fine, but yeah. in order to get the games to interact with it well, yeah. you need a Move controller in each hand. You've got the big blue dick of a Move uh, sensor on your forehead you know, right over the uh, VR screen, yeah. and you need the uh, latest generation eye camera. That's how they're... T but the thing is, again, they're quite a ways from release. This is how they're doing it now to right. demonstrate I was going to say, obviously they're going to make it much simpler right. and I much more streamlined when it hits market. Otherwise, people are going to say, look, I'm not buying three different sticks, plus the headgear, plus the eye. Fuck right. you. I don't care what I it looks like. I don't want to spend $1,000 right. on VR. And, I, and I'm not one of those. I'm not an early adopter type guy. Right. I'm not. Because, you know, same with the 4K TVs. You know, kind of like 3D TVs. People bought TVs that were specifically 3D, and it never panned out. Ha <laughs> ha. Where's the programming? Right. Even ESPN stopped the 3D channel. Right. Now, when I got this television, it comes with it as an option. And a very cool option, I might add. But it's not a selling feature Correct. anymore. Correct. I didn't get this for the 3D. Right. It was a nice add-on that I wasn't even aware that it had. I got this because it's big, it's bright, it's flashy, and it's fast enough to keep up with my computer to use it as a monitor, which is what, obviously, we use it for 90% of the 
its you know existence. Purpose is to yes. for this, yeah. Actually, uh, Court and True can uh, continue bringing up some interesting points about Project Morpheus. They are looking at ways to eliminate move from the equation, which, as we were talking, obviously they almost have to. They want it to sell. But True says the problem is Sony's version will only be for the PS4, and the PS4 is still having issues doing 1080p at 60 frames per second. The VR guys say you need at least 120 FPS to keep the sim sickness down. And that very well may be true, but again, we're a couple years away from launch on this. They have a lot of time to figure that stuff out. Right. And if I'm Sony and I want to be smart about Morpheus and VR, I would initially kick it out as a PS4 accessory, but then as you prove the the viability of like VR. Microsoft is with the Kinect. It's an accessory, but right. with a new system. Open it up. Right, so PS5 is probably where you'll look for this. Right. But, you know, that's six or seven years down the road. But that's the thing. And I don't know that they're necessarily going to be in competition. Because Facebook, again, isn't really a company that does games. Now, right. there's another article we're about to, I'm about to read as far as developers go, but Sony has no interest in the in the social aspect. They nope. are strictly about the games. They want it for gaming. And if you kick out a virtual reality system that works with compelling games, fuck the Kinect. Oh, yeah. Fuck the Wii. They're no longer they even win. in the conversation. Yeah. It's Sony and only Sony. Right. Which, play, is, yeah. which is why I have to assume that Microsoft has... You know, a bunch of scientists locked in a basement somewhere. And if they did, go, 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 yeah. You better believe they do now. So that's the Polygon one. Here, real quick, this is from uh, uh, TheVerge.com. And this is going on to talk about developers. And what we mentioned earlier is that Minecraft has already pulled out of the deal because he doesn't like Facebook. Right. All right. I, I don't know his reasons why he doesn't like Facebook, but he doesn't. Um, there's well, an article about that. I, just, I don't feel like pulling it up here, but I, he doesn't like Facebook, and he's also unhappy that um, I, I, you know, he had a blog post up, and um, he's also unhappy about the way the deal went down because he's been talking to Oculus about porting over Minecraft yes. for quite a while, and apparently at the same time he was having those meetings, they were having their meetings with Facebook, and like two weeks after he talked to him, boom, acquisition. So all of that was going on at the same time, and they never said word one to him. Now. To be honest, I think he's okay, in my opinion. He's allowed to be mad that he gave $10,000 and watched them flip it for quite a bit more. But I don't know that he is, because there's nothing on that down that Kickstarter that no. says what they can or cannot do with their no, company. No, of course not. You but, gave money for the sole reason to develop a virtual reality uh, tool, which is what they are doing. Now, granted, they took what you know they took a company that was in large part funded by fans and by people, He's not an investor in the company. He's a nice guy who gave $10,000 to see something he would like to happen. Right. It's not like somebody said, I have this great idea. I'm looking for investors in my company. And somehow they got locked out and got the cold shoulder when this thing sold. That's true. But I'm sure that's what a lot of Kickstarter people are looking at saying, look, as far as I'm concerned, I see myself as an investor. I gave you money to get your, your company off the ground. Right. And then you took the idea and you sold it for a fortune to Facebook. Right. The evil empire, such as it is. Yeah, I mean, they basically, like... Took that two point five million, multiply it by you know a thousand or a hundred. No, oh, hold on. No, a thousand. Multiply it by a thousand, and that's what they came out with. So, see, this is what I wanted to see. This is, and this came out this morning. In fact, actually, I, I pulled this up now. This is John Carmack, uh, who, for those who don't know the name, and you should, if you know, if you've been listening oh, yeah. to the show, or if you've played games before, he's one of the the movers and shakers behind its software, like Wolfenstein 3D, especially Quake. Quake was where he really made his bones. But he left its software to work on Oculus. Uh, quote, after almost a week of silence, legendary game developer and Oculus CTO John Carmack has finally voiced his opinions 
on the Facebook's planned acquisition of the virtual reality headset. He said, quote, I wasn't personally involved in any of the negotiations. I spent an afternoon talking technology with Mark Zuckerberg, and the next week I find out they bought, uh, that he bought Oculus. Okay. I'm going to call bullshit right now. I do not believe for a second that John Carmack, one of the best-known names, developers in game history. Oh, yeah. And one of your, you know, the, the premier people that you're going to put out there in front of investors. Right. Doesn't know the score when it comes to what Facebook is talking to your company about. And I don't believe for a second that his opinion wasn't sought before a move was made. Plus, he's a C-level officer. He's, a, he's, a chief te- he's their chief technology officer. I mean, that's about as high as you get. Regarding criticisms voiced by Berkman and many onlookers, chiefly that Oculus abandoned its early supporters and was open, uh, operating only to be acquired, Carmack disagrees. Quote, there is a case to be made for being like Valve in trying to build a new ecosystem like Steam from the ground up. This is probably what most of the passionate fans wanted to see. But that comparison doesn't make any sense, Carmack argues. Valve had the digital games industry to itself for years, and as Sony proved recently, Virtual reality is set to become a major industry uh, for tech titans to fight over. Now, wait a minute. Virtual reality is not new. This shit was around in the late 80s because I played games. But it was bad. Like this. Okay, it was bad. Still was out there. At any point in time, the last 30 years, they could have gone back to that well. Now they are. Kind of like 3D. You know what? 3D was around in the you know late 70s, early 80s. Shit, it was around in the 50s. All right? They've gone back to that well a bunch of times. It just never really worked out. Well, I don't think they had the technology... To really harness it and really build it into they what they do can now, now, and it still hasn't. It still hasn't taken off. 3D is a failure. Oh no, I'm talking about VR, not okay. 3D. I'm sorry. My my point being that again, just because you just now recently found out that Sony is working on something like this, now all of a sudden you're going to use that as your excuse? Well, bullshit. You know what? If you didn't know about the acquisition by Facebook, then then obviously I got to believe you didn't know about Sony working on this on on their project Morpheus. Continuing. Um, the real questions were how deeply to partner and with who, said Carmack. Going it alone just didn't make sense. Then why did you do a Kickstarter if you weren't going to go it alone? Well, proof of concept. And they got the money to go ahead and do it. Right. So now they go ahead and sell it. It's one thing if you're looking for an investor to, to put the capital in there to make it run. Right. They sold the company. Yes, but, I mean, everyone, all of the people that work there are still going to be in their positions. They're basically a subsidiary but of Facebook But they don't have to. I mean, no. Facebook at any point in time can say, all right, you're gone, you're gone, John Carmack, go back to id, right. what have you. That That's my point. Yeah, they're a subsidiary. So it says, why Facebook? I quote, I, he says, quote, I couldn't, uh, I could think of other companies that would have uh, have more obvious synergies. However, I do have reasons to believe that they get the big picture as I see it and will be a powerful force towards making it happen. You don't make a commitment like they just did on a whim. Much of the backlash regarding the acquisition was centered on Facebook's business model, data mining and advertising, which, as we all know, myself included, I don't particularly care for it. Right. This isn't a concern for Carmack, who says the he just can't get very worked up about it. Of course not. He just got made up, if he wasn't already a multimillionaire, a hundred millionaire. He's sitting on the beach on his private island like, ah, data mining, sorry, peons. My $70 million tells me I shouldn't care. <laughs> but here, let me count my Facebook stock. While he appreciates the need for privacy, quote, the idea that companies are supposed to interact with you and not pay attention has never seemed sane to me. I rather like the recommendations that Amazon gives me on each visit. Educate me. What terrible outcome is expected from this? Now, you know what? Now, that's intellectually dishonest. 
if you don't like the fact that Facebook is using your info, don't fucking use Facebook. No, the That's problem was that so many people did not know that Facebook oh, yeah. was, was uh, using their information. And not just that, but keeping it long after they deleted their accounts. Right. That was dishonest. Yes, it was. That was kept from people, and they've, de- they've been caught doing it time and again. Right. That's what people are pissed about. And we don't know what they're doing with our information. We don't know who it's being sold to. You no. know what? Maybe Amazon does tell me recommend things. Well, great for Amazon. That doesn't mean I want anybody else sending me a thousand of spam emails saying, hey, you might like this. Right. Or making, you know, giant leaps of logic. Hey, you like baseball mitts. Maybe you'll also like dick cream. Or here's a, <laughs> you know, a thousand hanser. <clears throat> Oculus wanted two million, right? So I guess 10,000 would be 0.5%. But doesn't, okay, lead extra doesn't matter. 10 grand is 10 grand. How many people have that kind of money to just drop on a whim? Right. Even, you know, Bill Gates drops 10000 You can say, well, who's a multi-billionaire? It doesn't matter. It's still 10000 That's a giant chunk to send uh, to somebody who you don't know on a concept that you have no guarantee will work. And they took that concept and they sold it for $2 billion. It hasn't even seen the light of day yet. No. I can see why people are pissed. Because they're saying, you used our money to make ourselves a fortune. And what do we have to show for it? Where's the Oculus? Well, yes. And you know what? I, I guess I, I understand their concerns, and I understand their issues with it, but I don't agree with them. I mean, it was a smart business decision, and it does give them. I mean, now they have the resources to pursue the technology wherever they want to go. I mean, they have the resources to really get. They, can, they were already attracting some of the best talent in the industry, and now they can literally pull in anybody that they need. And I'm not saying that it isn't a good business move. I'm not saying that the people from Kickstarter have a leg to stand on because they don't. As I said earlier, there's nothing on the Kickstarter that says anywhere that they have to do, you know, that they have to keep the company to themselves. It says nothing on there. It just says this is money to develop the technology, which they're going ahead and doing. I'm just saying I can see as a Kickstarter funder I would be – you know, pretty bitter about it, pretty pissed. Yeah. I'd tell you what, I'd be very gun-shy about dropping money again on anything like that for another company. At least 10 grand, Or another yeah. startup, or, or anything. Because, look, for everybody that uses Facebook, i got to tell you, folks, it's dying. Less and less people are using it every single day, and it's a crisis that they're having to go through because people are using other things. They're saying that young people aren't using it anymore because all their parents are on it. Right. Now it's not cool anymore. Well, that's they're, why they're that's why Facebook's snapping up all sorts of new technologies. They just bought that... They're trying uh, to make themselves relevant. Yeah, they bought that uh, one... The app company. Uh, WhatsApp? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. WhatsApp? WhatsApp? Yeah, yeah. The, the messenger that all the kids are using now? They bought that for like $16 billion, I think. And that sounds right. That sounds high. No, that, that sounds, sounds way high. Hold on. Pull it up. Because I, I thought it was a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, uh, just pull up WhatsApp sale. Yeah, WhatsApp sale or news. Bought by Facebook or I gotta tell you, this is probably the most technology and games we've yeah. discussed here in sixteen billion. Sixteen what the fuck? billion dollars for WhatsApp, and it doesn't I didn't know have Facebook had this kind of operating capital. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have a fuck ton of money. Their IPO was such a disaster. I didn't think they had this much money. Yeah. And it's got 450 million users. It's totally free. No advertising, although I'm sure Facebook will change That's going to change. you got to monetize it. But uh, Facebook will pay $4 billion in cash and $12 billion worth of shares. So, again, Zuckerberg isn't paying as much money up front. He's giving out shares of Facebook to people. Right. Which is smart. Oh, yeah. But this is why I say you sell that shit right away. 
because you never know when the next thing's going to come along and all of a sudden Facebook's going to be irrelevant. Right. And it right that's part of why they bought WhatsApp is to protect their dominance of social media because WhatsApp is used by 450 million people around the world mostly internationally. It's not that big in the states. Yeah. It's totally free for the first year and after that it's a dollar a year. That's their only revenue model. There's very little advertising. So they're making four hundred fifty million dollars a year, right? Assuming everybody paid for Assuming, it, I gotta yeah, imagine they probably right. would. So that's yeah. I mean, it's Facebook's throwing money around at a lot of new tech, at a lot of things that are pop. I mean, not just tech, but challengers to their market, you know, dominance, challengers to their position. So they're really going all out with it. But if you think about it, and here's the other thing that I've been thinking about on it. Um, who else was Oculus going to partner with? I mean, Sony's going to be directly in competition with Morpheus, and I have to assume they knew that, that they knew it was happening. Um, Microsoft is probably working what, on their who own says thing. says they would have had to have you know, partnered with anybody? That's the whole point of the Kickstarter is they said we need this much money yeah, to make it. Yeah, okay, million. Once they actually have the dev, the dev kits and have whatever they want developed and created, Right. okay, then you can just start bringing investors. You don't need to sell the company. You could. You could. I, but... I mean, the problem is this way, you know, just kind of like when Blizzard sold to Activision or Vivendi or whatever, they've given up, you know, whatever say they have in their own future. Now they're taking orders from somebody else. This is the same thing. If Mark Zuckerberg decides tomorrow that he doesn't want to invest the money or he wants to take it in a completely different direction, they have no say in it other than to just quit. Yeah. They no longer have any you know, say in their own destiny. It, They're going in direction. It will it. depend on the exact terms of the sale, which I haven't seen anywhere online. Um, but Zuckerberg's supposed commitment is that he's buying them. He wants the technology to be under the Facebook umbrella. He really wants to uh, use it to continue building the social aspect um, and kind of lock down that market even more. But he's going to be giving them autonomy. So it will depend on the exact terms of the sale, which, like I said, I haven't seen anywhere Online. So kind of brings up a good point. Facebook could have bailed out Detroit for three quarters of what's apps. They could have owned a city, but no, they wanted some stupid texting app. That's funny. <laughs> then again, if you're going to buy a city, is Detroit really the city you want to buy? Eh, valid. No. Valid. We're, we're changing Detroit to Facebook City. Oh, you get it for pennies on the dollar, raise it to the ground, and then build it up again. That's which, why you go Delta City on them. I don't know the it's reference. Valid, no, I don't know the reference. But it is a valid point that they could have bought a city. For I that thought, much money. you know, I thought about that. If I had the money that uh, Bill Gates had, somebody would I just buy a city to kick everybody out? Dude, just I'd buy an island and build my own little town. <laughs> well, we said we'd make the nation of Sulfinis. Indeed, whoever had the money, do a Kickstarter <laughs> to the Indiegogo. Yep, <laughs> we want to secede from the union by buying an island, <laughs> Kelly's Island in Lake Erie specifically. Uh, but, yeah, so it is, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, though, how many companies out there have that much money? <laughs> Court, the new mayor of Detroit, would be voted in via <laughs> how many likes he gets. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what other companies were they going to, if they were going to go that you know route where they were going to partner and get bought out and, you know, have a, ma a major tech firm, to back them, there are only so many companies out there. And Facebook was obviously willing to make the investment, whereas, like I said, Sony, in direct competition. Apple, uh, I'm sure, is doing their own thing. Uh, the Google Glass is Apple's already out there. Really, for, yeah. really behind the curve, man. They're they not, are. They're not. They're falling back. Ahead. They're not innovating anymore. Right. 
Uh, hey, look, it's another iPhone that's a different color. The iPhone 6C, now in lime green, you know, or whatever. It has a slightly better operating system than the one prior. But that's, still I mean. Can't use Google, can't, still can't use Apple Maps, though. So that's that kind of becomes the question, because Google is doing augmented reality with Google Glass. Yeah. You know, they're not. Which I'm not convinced is going to be is any great shakes yet either. Yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be a sensation, and it's like, eh. Whatever. Yeah, I'm kind it's of glasses. in the same. It's kind of like, you know, the, the smartwatch. Why? Right. I've got a phone Don't that does it. all that anyways. Yeah, yeah. Don't want you people tracking me everywhere I go. But they that's, already do that. you know, that kind of raises the point, though. With those companies out of the way, Microsoft's gone. They're doing their own thing, I'm sure. Sony's gone. They're definitely doing their own thing. They've announced it. Google's got the augmented reality thing already on lockdown, and they're probably working on VR in their own labs. So there aren't a lot of, you know, tech titans left out there, to use John Carmack's words, to back Oculus and give them the resources to play for real. Because, yeah, you, you talk about the Kickstarter, and I agree. 2.5 was good seed money. And you could bring in investors, but are you going to be able to get private investors on a $2 billion level to give you that many resources and that kind of reach? Yeah, you can, depending on how many people you open it up to or how many people you bring in. But that also begs the question, because if you bring in private investors, they have to value your company at $2 billion too. They have As to value it, your idea. They ha- Yeah, but most of the time they're going to be looking at it in terms of what's it worth right now. Because if you're asking for $2 billion in investment, you're saying your company is worth $2 billion. Now, the market's spoken. Zuckerberg says he thinks it is. But could you bring in enough private investors and who, how many have yeah. that kind of cash? Yeah. You know? Well, not, we'll move on here so we don't beat the dead horse. That's here. true. Uh, you know what? We don't have any topics for the court. What do we want to do tonight? Oh. How about baseball? Unfortunately, we have a large European audience who just went, fuck that. <laughs> How about cricket? No. Uh, Don't know baseball shit about it. And... I know there's wickets in cricket. Which I know I that like Bangladesh got beat by India pretty bad because I saw that on some news station. Sports Night taught me that getting all ten wickets in a row is insanely awesome. That's all I know, though. Sure. I don't know. How about okay. Facebook as a topic? How's it a topic? I don't know. No. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan just isn't trying because Lulu's not here to make comments about it. That's Iraq. true. He really just but I think he's he, kind of fading out. Yeah. Actually, I, I think he like tweeted about that one. Uh, the video of, or he didn't tweet. He, I think he posted on the forums about the uh, video of her smacking you. Yeah. Something about like the size of a rack. I stopped going back about and right, the video. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? He's got a valid point. It looks pretty <laughs> big in that video. They are substantial. Ew. Uh, cricket sucks balls. Yeah, we know, but that's coming from a British course, person. That's coming from a Brit. Hey, I got an idea. What doesn't suck balls is ClayWinG.net, which uh, isn't done yet. Lead. Get moving. <laughs> Grind says actually he is fading out. So, I, I'm I'm excited to see the site go live. I like the whole 3D thing he's got going on. I think it's oh, very, that's cool. Very nice, different and interesting. I like that. Zucker Zucker Bucks has like fifty five percent of Facebook control. He's basically the king. Well, of course, it was yeah. his baby, right? By and large, why would he ever give up majority control? Yeah, that's silly. Unless he just wants to sell everything at once, be a multi multi billionaire, and, and just say fuck the world. Yeah, I am now going to do nothing all day. Right, build your own cruise ship and sail away, which has its merits. Yes, it does. Especially right. if you stock it with island girls. Mm-hmm. But just don't get cheap private security. Well, no. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> They'll turn on you when yeah, the apocalypse right. comes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to the next one of those books. Um, I am. I'm about uh, 60 pages into uh, oh, okay. the Nemesis. Monster Hunter Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. It's uh, it's an interesting take on the whole universe, you know, the world that he's built, kind of seeing it through Frank's eyes instead of uh, I, I'm glad they finally actually MHI. brought out the whole, you know, the, the you know, Frank's part of the Frankenstein part of it. I think most people got it, oh, yeah. but not everybody got it. Right. Zuckerberg did marry an Asian girl. Yeah, but she's ugly. Have you seen her? Yeah, I never understood I mean, billions one. of dollars, you got to, I mean... Obviously, they're going to marry for your money, but if you're if you know that's going to happen, then get yourself a really good one. <laughs> hey, man, maybe it's love. It could be. Maybe she loved him before she, he got rich. I don't know. Who knows? Me neither. So what? Don't yeah, care. you got that much money. Look, if some guy just in Japan dropped 150 grand to look like Michelangelo's David, you're a multi-billion dollars. Help her out. We have the technology. technology. We yeah, can make yeah, improvements. Yeah. I mean, you can. Look, there's nothing on there that does need improving. I've seen the chick. And maybe that's a, a very... Uh, shallow. A, okay. <laughs> so what? If I'm multi-billionaire, call me shallow. Yeah. I can afford to be. I'm going to sleep on my pillow made of hundreds. I'm not worried about it. It's ugly girl. Let's get it fixed. Uh... Brian says, agreed. Zuckerberg could have done much better for the amount he's worth. Who's texting in? Uh, Sinvicta. Oh, okay. Uh, he's got a, he's, uh, Sinvicta is, is bring up something else uh, off topic that I agree with. Um, the problem is he really needs to be here in studio for what he wants to do. Ah, okay. Because, yeah, tonight would have been a, a great one to have him here as a guest host. Oh, yeah. And just go at it. The problem is doing it uh, online with multiple people, sometimes it's very difficult, a lot of crossover. I, I particularly don't like doing it. It's not to say that I wouldn't. Right. Uh, tricky, tricky. All right, so we got baseball. What else? Oh, uh, come on, throw it the court. Throw something else out there. Um, uh, shit, something. I've really got. I haven't really been. I mean, the only game I've been playing is little bits of Left for Dead when I take a break here and there for like half an hour. So all we got is really baseball. Been, yeah, I really haven't been help. doing much. Uh, I'll keep looking my left to ask Lulu, but you're <laughs> useless anyways. Even if you were here, you're not going to give me a, a topic. Um. Yeah, I haven't really been watching anything sci-fi or... Ryan says Star Trek. Fine, Star Trek. There you go. Star Trek, baseball, uh... uh... Shit, bring back South Park. Fuck it. Fine, South Park. Star Trek, South Park, baseball. There you go. Your topics for Thwart the Court coming up at the, uh... God damn, it's 9.30. Good Lord. Of course, we already killed... Well, we started 45 minutes late. Yeah. Ryan says, Field of Dreams. Here's an interesting question for you, Varya. We're a little off topic. Draft Day is coming up for the Cleveland Browns, the movie yes. with uh, Kevin Costner. Right. Do you think Draft Day is going to do for the Browns what Major League did for the Indians? No. No. Why? Because it's not funny? It's not a comedy? Yeah, I don't think it's... I just... They're trying, to, be do, they're trying to be Moneyball. Is what yeah, trying to and do. it's not going to work. Moneyball was fucking Moneyball. Brown, the Brown... You, it was you know, based the on something that actually happened. Right. Granted, they overinflated the importance of... You know, Sabermetrics. Yes. But you know what? Moneyball was at least based on a true story and had a relatively happy ending. The Brown story. Really? In, I don't remember the Athletics actually going, getting past the playoffs. No, but. getting past the first round. You know, they did well and he stuck with his team and, you know, kind of had one of those moral victory type endings. Whereas the Brown story, no matter how you dress it up, is a tragedy in the Greek sense every fucking year. It's a failure at right. every. You can't punch that up. Yes. 
hey guys, let's see a movie about the Browns. Oh, at the end they still sucked. How sad. Well, and that's the problem. At least the Major League was a comedy, so you could assume right. that they you know, got good and what have you. Right. Yeah. And making right. a serious movie about it is just, I don't I, I just don't think. And it's Kevin good. Costner. Right. So unless there's a bunch of wolves and Indians involved. Yeah. The man who brought us everything from Field of Dreams to, to Waterworld. the Postman. Yeah, or yeah, Waterworld. Yeah. Postman. <laughs> He did. He apparently does have a thing for bad post-apocalyptic movies. I think he just likes work. Yeah, that's probably like, true. Yeah. Here's a script. Yeah, it's a great. I'll take it. Fuck it. But you know what? I thought he hit the bottom of the barrel when he did the History Channel's Hatfield and McCoys. I'm like you're supposed to be an A-list actor and you're doing cable TV miniseries. He just maybe you're right. He just it was doesn't a care. Huge success. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't care. He'll just maybe you're right. He just. Uh, Kevin, I got a script for you. Nah, fuck it. Sign me up. Do you do you want to talk about it or take? Nah, no. Nah, so check not good. At all. Yeah. How much are you pay? All right, good enough. I'll be there. Speaking of shitty movies that are doing well, uh, apparently Noah pulled in like forty million. Really? I'm surprised. I, I, I've heard it was terrible. Uh, well, I heard it was pretty bad, but people still going to see it, which huh. I guess I thought that was kind of odd. I did not think it would actually do that well. Me neither. Especially considering you know they removed the whole God part of it. Right. I heard it was just super preachy. Um, not even close to. Yeah, I mean, there was no God involved. There's no wickedness. There's no. Anything. How did he know to build the fucking boat? I don't know because I, I. Al Gore went back in time and showed him his hockey stick graph. Actually, yes. Um, not Al Gore, but apparently there is. Um, really. A climate change. Really. Turn to it. That's why. Oh yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it won't be seen. That, that. That's why he's saving the planets because the planet, the people have done something and the planet's revolting or, like I said, there's no God. Preachy bullshit. Invo- yeah, yeah, yeah. So. A lot of people got pissed off, especially the Christians, you know, and right. those of us who actually, you know, have religion or remember what the story's from. Or even just care to do it right. Don't name it Noah and have... And that's what kind of bugged me is the director said, well, I wanted to, you know, take the God part out of it. I don't, I don't want this to be the biblical story. I like the idea of the story, just not the Bible's version. Well, that's where but what it, the it, fuck? Yeah, then don't call it Noah. Call yeah. it Jim Bob and his floating palace of animals or whatever the hell. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you call it. Just don't call it Noah. Oh, I think I'm going to make a boat, and I'm going to take it for, for a spin. I, I want myself a yacht. Hey, honey, is 5 B.C. a little warmer than 6 B.C. to you? You think? <laughs> it's getting a little hot, right? Well, you should build a fucking boat. Get some lions you know, and shit. Those ice caps we don't know exist, and we've never actually been to sea. I got a hankering that all of a sudden that uh, the sea level is going to rise about 40 feet in the next 24 hours. Jim, what are you doing? I'm building a boat because all that industry we don't have and all those emissions we ain't making, changing the environment. <laughs> I'm going to grab as many of them animals I can and just shove them on there. Just shove them in there and take them with me because you never know when you might get hungry. Maybe one day I feel like giraffe. Maybe I feel like lion. You know. Where are you going to go? Man. Wherever the winds take me. <laughs> Mount Ararat. All right, we're going to take a quick break, folks. When we come back, we have the uh, mailbag get to get to. So get your questions, comments, opinions into emperor1gacox.net. We still have Thwart the Courts, and we have some more articles. So maybe there's a train of injustice in there. I don't know. We'll find out. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. This is Invicta 1G of SS Radio, and you are listening to the Emperor on the Emperor's Court. He's back with the fire, and everybody's going to burn.
All right, folks, we're back here on the Emperor Score here on RivalCastMedia.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Voyer. Heyo. And uh, we do have a couple more articles to get to. We have the mailbag yet to come, so get your questions, comments, opinions into Emperor1G at Cox.net. Uh, and throughout the quarter at the end of the show, again, South Park, Star Trek, and baseball are your topics, so get your questions ready to send them in. <clears throat> uh, we were discussing uh, in IRC uh, during the break the uh, accuracy of the Bible where it comes to you know, history and you know some of the events that are they you know, historically accurate or do they even actually happen? And then I was uh, dispensing some knowledge. <laughs> uh, this is from the DallasObserver.com. Dallas police say man sends dick pic with job application. Still doesn't have a job. That's not been an impressive one. Or it was and somebody got jealous. If you're on the fringes of the labor force and are looking for a job, Texas Workforce Solutions may be able to help you. The state agency coordinates with a wide network of potential employers and, if necessary, can connect job seekers with adult education classes and vocational training programs. Unsure of how to write a resume or prepare for an interview, the TWS can probably help. Stop by. Give them a call. Just make sure that however you decide to get in touch, do not, and we repeat, do not, include a picture of your penis. The Texas Workforce Solutions is not the proper launching point for your porn career. Its bureaucrats aren't paid nearly enough to stare at your junk. And if the caseworker is anything like the 25-year-old worker at TWS Alpha Road office who found a client's dick pic waiting in her email this morning alongside his job application, she will promptly call police, who will know from the personal email address who sent it and thus gets a ticket for, quote, obscene display or distribution. That's a Class C misdemeanor, folks. Before jumping to a conclusion about the Alpha Road case, it's worth considering the possibility that the email was an accident misdirected from the intended recipient to the TWS worker. Anyone who's ever hit reply all or experienced an autocomplete fail can sympathize with that. Either way, Dallas Police spokeswoman, I'm sorry, spokesman DeMarcus Black says that from what he can tell from the police report, the emailer in the Alpha Road case remains unemployed. I think I know why he can't find a job, Black says. Hit it. Really? Really? Yep. This is the one? Yep. All right. Woo-hoo! Someone's getting railroaded all aboard the train of injustice. The whistles go woo! When you want to woo-woo, it's that woo-woo. All right, let's hear it. All right, so we're going to take a slightly different track on this. i uh, drink real quick. So go this stealing. train of injustice. Now, normally, I defend the person in this case. The problem is we don't have enough information to know if he's worth defending. So in this one, instead of defending something that's already happened, we're going to go with a preventative type of train of injustice. I am now going to tell you, gentlemen, the email was to a woman. It said that in the story, and she got offended. Chances are, when he sent the dick pic, he wasn't doing it right. So I will now educate you all on the proper way to take a dick pic that will not only get you a job, but we'll get a woman's interest. All right? There are three key rules to keep in mind when taking any dick pic. First of all, no balls. <laughs> Women don't want to see your balls. They're wrinkly. If it's hot, they drag. If it's cold, they suck up like a scared little turtle. Just keep them out of the shot, all right? The picture should be all shaft, no balls. Very important. Second, no mass emailing or mass texting out your dick pic. A dick pic should be a personal thing. It's something, it's almost like a gift you're giving, all right? When you send it, 
You want the person to know you've been thinking about them. And in fact, when taking the picture, I recommend you think about the woman you're sending it to. That way she can tell that it was a personal gift from you to her. Believe me, women can sense these things. They know from your penis if you were thinking about them or not. So, no mass texting, no mass emailing it. Keep it private, keep it personal. Finally, do not put your face in it. We've all been there. You find a hot girl, maybe she's online, maybe you met her at a bar, who knows. You want to make a statement. You want to show her something, so you're going to send her a dick pic. The trick is, if your face is in it, now that's blackmail material. You don't want to be identified, all right? Because nobody's going to come up and say, hey, man, I saw a picture of a dick. I think it might have been yours. Show me your junk. Let me <laughs> confirm. That's not going to happen. But if your face is in it, boom, you've got no outs. You can't deny it. Again, it's a private gift. Those are the three main rules when creating a dick pic. But here are some other helpful tips. First of all, like I said, you don't want balls in it. Your hand's going to be in it. So maybe spruce your hand up a little. Throw on a ring or a nice watch. You know, really get it looking nice. You want this to be a nice statement, maybe of strength, maybe of compassion. Who knows? When you're thinking about her, think about her for a few seconds before taking the picture. That'll fluff you up a little bit, make you a little bit more impressive. All right? Go with those basic tips and rules, and you too will be able to take a dick pic you can be proud of. I don't know if this guy forgot the rules, didn't know the rules, but obviously something went wrong because this woman did not appreciate his token of, well, probably lust, maybe love. I don't know. I wasn't there. But if you follow these simple steps, you won't end up in the Dallas Observer. Instead of calling the police, she'll take that picture home, maybe flicker bean a little bit, and then give you a call, take you out to dinner. Maybe a nice Hummer at the end. I got to call bullshit because how do I know, how do we know that he put that on his resume under special skills? Maybe he has did. a 13-inch dick. Yeah. And to prove it, there's, he included the picture. There's not enough information. That's right. I mean, look, a lot of these things, you've got you've to follow up on them. <laughs> you've got to check to see if, they're, if they're, uh, uh, their references are correct. I mean, they could say they have a, a you know, degree from Harvard. You don't know that for sure. Right. So he includes the picture to prove it's that proof. he's got the skills. Exactly. Yes, I have a 13-inch member and know exactly how to use it. <laughs> I have no idea if this will work in the job, but think of it. If I, Maybe it's public relations. Maybe he's a people person. Maybe he was Obviously, multitasking. That's right. He's saying, look, this is what I bring to the table. And to show it, here's a picture of it. Maybe he ran into her in a bar and thought, you know what? She can get me a job, and I'll also make an impression. Maybe we can go out to dinner later. He was doing a two-for email. Could have been a bribe. Here's what you get if you get me a job. <laughs> Sweetens the pot a little bit. Now, to your point, I was not aware that there was a laundry list of, of rules to follow. There are. Comes to, like Sakani, I am taking notes. In the event that I ever need to send my penis out, now I know don't put my face next to it. That's very true. Maybe I could bend that far, but yeah. Epic Lurker wants to know why a hand needs to be in it. Well, this is more a rule for those of us that are gifted in this area. It's for scale. Let her know what she's getting. You know, Epic, maybe you don't want to put your hand in there, but if you're going to do that, tuck the balls. Like I said, no balls. If That's you a use a ruler, flip it around to millimeters so it looks bigger. <laughs> Chances are, if she's not paying attention or she's stupid, she ain't going to know. Holy shit, it's 30? That's amazing! <laughs> yeah. D-Warrior says he always takes his dick pics with his penis resting on a bed of roses. I commend you, sir, for going above and beyond. If that's not a Valentine's gift worthy of Aphrodite, I don't know what is. V-Rex, this is a train specifically for little Rex, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I'm guessing that's where he got the knowledge from. I'm guessing that, uh, no offense, Far, you probably didn't come up with this yourself. No. You, you went and you consulted the expert. Indeed. Khalilu says, I love this. This is hilarious. <laughs> Grind says, speaking of 30 inches, how did you get a 30-inch monitor? Bazinga! Funny you should ask. <laughs> did it involve a dick pic?
No, it didn't. But Damn. you know, Nathalia is the one who sent me it. Maybe it would have got me a little further. Maybe we got like a fifty-inch monitor with her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, D Warrior says to really impress her, show her your skills in penis shadow puppets. <laughs> if you're that good, I commend you, sir. So definitely, if you're a, a grower, not a shower, Ed, make sure you fluff it up a bit. I got it. Okay. Uh, this is from Odd oddityscentral.com Japanese man spends $150,000 on plastic surgery to look like Michelangelo's David I'm guessing this was just for the eyes Uh, Alon, a 20 year old kid from Japan spent $150,000 on plastic surgery in a span of just a year of course I'd like to meet the doctor who said sure what the hell I'll for 150 grand sure why not after being teased throughout school for his effeminate looks, he wanted to be permanently change his face. And he chose to model it after Michelangelo's masterpiece Renaissance sculpture, David. Alon wanted to make himself look foreign and have an ageless face. So he felt like the ideal of the stat is the statue of David. Okay, now i got to tell you, when I first wow. heard this, nope. uh, I thought this was like sculpting the entire body, not the face. Look at the picture. Still a miss. Yeah. Uh... Dude, he looks more like a, If this is the after? That's the after. He looks like a, a chick. He looks like a girl more in this one than he does in this one. Yeah, I agree. This looks like a dude who I'd probably beat up. This looks like a chick who I'd avoid at a party. <laughs> Look at it. Hold on, though. Hold on. This is a butterface right there, man. you got to keep going because here, right. here, comes, here comes the payoff. Quote, I'm not sure how much Alon resembles the chiseled face of David, but he certainly looks nothing like his former self. He was on a Japanese TV show recently, naturally, where he spoke about his various surgeries. Two on the nose, one on the eyes, four lift and tucks to remove and prevent wrinkles, and injections to alter the shape of his chin. Alon left home and moved to Tokyo at the age of 16. There, he got involved with at least five older women who have sponsored all of his beauty treatments. He's doing something right. Or, well, you know, with them at least. It is Japan, so who knows. I'm just saying, all of his expenses are paid for by his lady friends. So, despite the fact that we're not fans, apparently at least someone is. Didn't, uh, uh, fuck, Beyond the Candelabra, help me out here. Beyond the Candelabra? Um, I want to keep saying Fiberace, and it's, uh, um, uh, what's his name? God damn it. I got nothing. Play the piano, gay guy, uh, no idea. God, somebody help me out here. Tokyo women equals cougars. V-Rec brings up a good point. This kid's doing dick pics right. Apparently. Well, I spent 150000 on his face. Liberace, thank you. Liberace, okay. Didn't, could Liberace do this for his boy toy? Didn't he spend a fortune so that the his like 17-year-old or 18-year-old like, boy toy could continue to look 18 years old? Yeah. I thought she did. I thought he did. All right, continuing on. Uh, he was quick to point out that he didn't share sexual relationships with any of these women. Yeah, okay. He said, if I do that once, the money flow will stop so that comparison will be satisfied. Or companion will be satisfied. Wait a minute. If he has sex with these women, the money will stop. Well, he's apparently not that good in the sack. I was going to say, then the disappointment sets in like, wait, (laughs) wow, have I backed the wrong horse? (laughs) Because you are not hung like one. It appears that Alon's income from his lady friends is quite regular. He visits his plastic surgeon every morning, every morning, to get a special IV worth about three grand a month, loaded with supplements that keep him looking young. Alon said he doesn't control his diet, which is quite surprising for a person so conscious of his looks. He eats pretty much whatever he wants because he thinks a diet causes stress, and stress isn't good for beauty. 
He sounds effeminate. Yeah. He just takes uh just takes about thirty different supplement pills a day and gets fat burning injections in his stomach when he starts to feel flabby. I wonder if he realizes he's peeing most of that right back out. They've already proven uh, scientifically that supplements don't work. Yeah. On the TV show, Alon said he wanted to meet Vanilla Shamu, also known as Osaka's plastic surgery cyborg. The Japanese model became an internet sensation after she spent 100 grand on 30 procedures to transform herself into a perfect living French doll. I think we covered that. Story. Yeah, we did. When we she did. when she entered the studio, TV studio, Alan was in awe. Her boobs are amazing. Was all he could manage to say. And look at him in the little clip there. I mean, he looks just as... Like a chick. Yeah. Looks like a chick. This whole thing is just odd, but it's Japan. It's Japan, it's Japan. so it's so, part of the course. Yeah, I just, I do not get it. Oh, what the fuck? You look, do you see what I mean? That's a lady. That's a girl! It's pretty obvious the line is consumed by his own appearance. He, co- he constantly monitors his face by clicking at least 1,500 selfies a month. He has 4,000 pictures of himself on his smartphone. That's a big smartphone. Alan said he wants to use plastic surgery to become more beautiful than anyone else. <laughs> you get a long way to go, oh, son. Oh, yeah. He doesn't care if he's respected or not. He just wants to look good. Isn't At what point does this become like a diagnosable disorder? I think it's past that point. Uh, yeah, that's just Jesus. You know what? And he certainly hasn't gotten his money worth. I mean, for 150 no. grand, he just you know should have gotten a giant you know penis implant and done with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looked like a chick, but look at the size of my unit. That'll get the chick spending five thousand dollars a month on you. Five different women. He's that's what he's claiming anyway. Right. I mean, are, I mean, the money's got to come from somewhere. Paying for all of this. That's Japan, just, man. We got to take. The, I still, still say we got to take the blame for that. Yeah. The radiation from those nukes fucked them over worse than we had, <laughs> I had thought. Huffington Post, go ahead with this one. A naked man on a tricycle was arrested for alleged cocaine use. No. Of course. Although I would have gathered that alcohol was the first culprit. Jermaine Jones certainly looked arresting, Bazinga, when police officers in Lakewood, New Jersey, first saw him. The 31-year-old was found naked under a stairwell, chewing glass and cigarette tobacco on Tuesday. We sure it wasn't bath salts. He's doing the fucking zombie thing. Glass? Officers were called to an apartment complex after receiving reports of a naked man riding a tricycle, NJ.com reports. When the officers questioned Jones, he allegedly admitted to smoking cocaine, Philly.com reports. But it didn't say when. Nope. Jones was transported to a local hospital where he was treated for minor cuts to his mouth. I'm assuming it was the glass. Okay. He was charged with a disorderly person's offense as well as being under the influence of a controlled dangerous substance, according to the Ocean County Signal. Jones was given clothes before posing for his <laughs> mugshot. He was released from state prison in November after serving more than two years for a robbery conviction, according to the smoking gun. All right. Well, first of all, I think once you do the cocaine, everything after that's just pretty much gravy. Uh, riding around naked on a tricycle is pretty much par for the course. Although eating glass, I think even high, I would know not to eat glass. I would imagine after the pain starts, so like... Gee, this apple tastes really strange. I'm probably going to stop now. Yeah. Oh, man. This candy's really crunchy and painful. I got to tell you, though, he kind of looks like Samson with a big beard. <laughs> he does. Stop looking. I mean, think about it. He really does. That's not just that. It's, it's, that's not a all black people look alike. No, he really looks like Samson. No, he, he actually has. Yeah, it's not, not in the eyes, but definitely like the cheeks and the mouth look like him. 
Uh, I'm guessing this one is for you, uh, or this is about you. Consumerist.com. Obnoxious Xbox One users to start being warned about being doofuses? Okay. Yeah, it's the consumerist. They don't want to say assholes. Could have said jerks. Yeah, that's true. I haven't heard doofus since, like, 1987. <laughs> well, there are millions of video game players who are perfectly nice people. <laughs> no, <laughs> there aren't. There's Not like at all. <laughs> there are enough jerks out there to give the gaming community a bad name, so much so that some folks refuse to play multiplayer games just to avoid dealing with var schoolyard bullying <laughs> that can sometimes come over the Internet. I'd like to say that over the years, I have finally moved away from that. I am not near as belligerent or assholishness as I used to be. I have not. Uh, Microsoft, Pro well, wait till you're my age. Mm -hmm. It's just too much work. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot of typing. You know, if it's voiceover, that's better. The problem is, I did that once, and they recognized the voice. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Last year, Microsoft promised that its new Xbox One console would have a way to minimize jerks' access to online gaming. And the company says it's now ready to start issuing warnings to users who behave badly. And I can already see how this is going to get misused, and people are going to be banned from online play oh, yeah. for vindictive assholes oh hey this guy just killed me four times or beat me therefore i'm going to give him a bad rating the xbox one's reputation system uses a color-coded system to let other users know about whether or not you've been a good little gamer green means you've got green positive feedback or no feedback at all which is also a good thing from the community yellow means your, re your reputation quote needs work indicating that you ticked off some people along the way Red signals means to avoid you. Until now, these reputation statuses have just been indicators for other users to employ in deciding whether or not to play with a certain person. But Microsoft says it will soon be taking more active steps to keep misbehaving users from sinking into the red. Later this month, users who fall into the needs work category will begin receiving reputation warnings from Microsoft. You know what? Fuck you, Microsoft. Give me a red warning right now. Fuck that. This is a mistake. This has got all kinds of bullshit written all over it. And I'm not even done with the article. Nope. So, you know what? In case I'm going to trip up or they're going to cover this, I'll wait. Quote, The purpose of these communications is to remind players about their effect on the community and encourage them to be more positive in their interactions, explains the Xbox Live program manager in a blog post. These warnings are based on community feedback collected since Xbox One's launch. Those who continue to wear the Scarlet Avoid Me on their avatars will begin to experience penalties, says Microsoft. These users may have fewer options for matchmaking in online games or may not be able to use the Xbox One's Twitch broadcasting functionalities. So what about the vast majority of us who have done nothing wrong? Don't we deserve at least a pat on the back? To that end, Microsoft only reiterated previous statements about having future plans to reward users with solid reputations. This is a mistake. What it does not say is how people go about getting warned. All right, these are some of the comments. I'm sure you realize, Chris, the article writer, the benefits you get from being good in the system is that you don't have to play with jerks who don't care if, uh, for their rep. Here, Here's one. How long before the reputation adjustment services spring up? China. Yeah. Will make your reputation good or give you uh, your enemy a bad reputation for money. I'll believe this when I see it. Uh, you know what? Again, it doesn't say that, you know, and maybe somebody in IRC who's done this has used it, 
But let's say that you're playing against Varyar, and for which I pity you. <laughs> and you want to punish him or tell everybody that he's an asshole. Does that, I mean, is there something on there that gives you the ability to go ahead and, and, you know, and have a strike against his account? Right. Is that I mean, like to an what, asshole button? Right. And to this, I'd say, okay, then what proof do you have? How do I know you're not just being a vindictive asshole because you lost a game to me? How do I know you're just being a troll yourself and just trying to ruin everybody else's reputation because you think it's funny? Yeah, this is this is rife for abuse. The other thing is, the way the current system is set up, I'm fine with. I'm fine with a reputation system. I don't have any problem with it. I have a problem when they start punishing, you know, based on your reputation. Because, fuck you, I'll play the game how I want. If people don't want to play with me, fine. But, like, when I had my Xbox Live account for my old Xbox 360, I think I had a... I had a bunch of reviews. Um, but, like, I had, I think, 68% positive, 32% negative. The negatives were all because I was being an asshole to them. The positives were mostly from people that were in the room while I was being an asshole to someone else and thought it was funny. So, I mean, I just, I don't like the idea of using unverifiable information. Well, True says, if you report someone, it sends chat and voice logs to a live person at Microsoft for review. Oh. Because okay. Microsoft's going to be able to hire enough people to go over that much right. material. That seems very... I just it seems like a lot of effort for man gain. You're not so going to change the So does that mean that I then have to make sure that I hit the button quick enough so I can send if I'm being provoked and I'm responding to somebody else being an asshole, I got to make sure that I hit the button to send their, you know, provocation before they send mine. Fire calls for a rep attack on the team that keeps beating him in MechWarrior. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Just get him to say one wrong thing. Like entice him into it in chat, and then hope report him, got yeah. him, sucked him in. So I, I don't know. I just I, I don't, don't like, like the idea it. of the punishment. This is this is nonsense. I, I, and again, this is taking the whole anti-bullying bullshit all the way past where it should, past right. the point of common sense. Once again, it's it's we're trying to punish things that have no business being punished. If you're an asshole, guess what? You're an asshole. Right. You can't punish people like that in real life. Uh, they're everywhere. I'm actually a relatively nice guy in real life. It's real simple. You can mute. In most games, they give you the ability to mute somebody. Right. Use it. There you go. Or And you know what? I don't have a problem, again, with a reputation system in general. Just don't have the company giving out consequences. You know? I think um, one of the Total Wars had a reputation system that you could, if you, like, quit the game a bunch of times, your reputation would show that you're a quitter. So people would kick you out of the game if you had that reputation. There was no punishment. Right. It was let the, the community. Yeah. Do the it. users saw it like hey, you have a you know reputation of leaving the games before they're finished. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of you. This is a decision coming from the same company that wants to use the Xbox One for political party gain via advertisements. Fuck them. I can see fans of Twitch streamers getting way out of hand. Sakani so says, I've got to disagree with the hosts on this. Microsoft has a vested interest in cleaning up Xbox Live. This seems like a decent step. No, I understand your point, Sakani, where they don't want you know people not playing online right. because they have to deal with assholes like Varyar. I, mean, I get that. <laughs> However. Wait a minute. <laughs> no more telling little kids that you will dick punch their mom's fart box. He deserved it. Uh, <laughs> However, but he has a he has a valid point because a, a lot of parents that come into GameStop when they're looking for games for their kids when they do ask for my advice – they don't want the Call of Duty. They don't want the Battlefield. They want similar games but that don't have online play because they're terrified of letting their kids on Xbox Live. They should be terrified anyways. Even if everybody was nice, I don't want some creeper guy talking to my kid playing games. That's true. Well, I always tell them you can turn off the voice chat. You know what? They're going to hear stuff anyways that's not going to be directed to anybody in particular. Like, fuck, I got killed. Right. Shit, get him, get him, get him. I, you know what? That's not... Yeah. 
So, did we start punishing people because they're swearing? Not at anybody in particular, but just in general? Right. Ah, god damn it, I missed it. I should have grabbed the flag. You know, to Sakani's point, though, I, I get... I understand it, I where he's coming point. from, but... I, but the problem is, know. I don't want the tame... Inter- I, I like, you know, going back and forth. So maybe, I don't know. I like maybe the idea of putting up. something in there, like a parent control that de- deactivates things like voice, you know, voiceover, right. or voice control... Or, you know, that this, you know, that removes the ability to, to text and chat. I can play an online game and never communicate with anybody. Look, most games are people not communicating. What about, okay, what about this? And, and this is just off the top of my head, so I'm sure there are flaws in this idea. But see if you see what you think here. What about segregating Xbox Live? Absolutely. Into, like, let the a blacks have era. their own. <laughs> let us have ours. Chocolate Town! Separate but 2.0. equal. Separate but equal. Now, I mean, like, uh, you could have kind of the unrestricted mature area, you know, where anything goes. And if you don't want to play there, you can go into the other area where the reputation system matters. But, but again, it was so you would enforce it in one but not the other? So yeah. if I go into the safety zone and somebody, you know, flips off and starts screaming at me, then... Yeah, then they can get booted and they get controlled and okay, maybe then, they're not allowed in there the, after a certain amount of time. But it's already happened, so does that mean you're going to have live no, game masters, you know, keeping an eye on the games as they happen it's already It's already happening with their current system. I just don't want to be a part of it. You know, it's, I mean, their current system's not going to fix that, but what, I mean, if you choose to go into that area, the reputation system's enforced. You know, that could I be a great way to... I still think the simplest to... answer is also the best answer, which is give the parents the ability to shut off those features that would interact with their kids. That's true. And, and some of those already exist where you can shut off the yeah. voice. I mean, it does in most PC games. Right. I can disable the chat I, or the voice. I can do that in uh, MechWare. Right. If I don't want to hear your, your mouth, I just mute you, or right. I turn off it all together. Yeah, that's a that, – I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just – I don't like the idea of one-size-fits-all – you know, reputation enforcement. Because maybe I look. I generally think it's funny when people start swearing. I find it hilarious. So, I mean, if people are assholes, I just. But leave. again, we're adults, right? We're, I mean, they're they're talking about kids. But you know what? But that's you my know, point. You're enforcing was, a kid world on us, right? When I was a ten year old, I didn't have the ability to play online, and I know my parents would not have let me anyways, right? For because I'm playing against adults, and for good reason. I did like this one. I did hear about this. Uh, you know, Taco Bell now has uh, breakfast. Really? Have a, apparently, it's getting rave reviews everywhere that their breakfast menu is awesome. Huh. However, the CEO of Taco Bell decided to jump on Reddit, apparently, the day they announced okay. it. for Yeah. And he jumped into the Ask Any Question or, or whatever it is that, sub, that subreddit is. Right. So, and he, he posted a picture, and he posted on their on their uh, website to prove that it was actually him. And he said he would take any questions. And he answered a whole bunch. But somebody from Canada said, look, I can't find any you know information as to when this is coming to Canada. When are we going to have the breakfast menu in the in Canada's Taco Bell? Yeah, and I guess he said, "When you agree to take back Justin Bieber." Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's ask funny. me anything. That's right. AMA. Thanks, missing. Uh, Sakani says, "If you just blanket shut off chat, you're hampering your gameplay experience, and that's fine." But that's why I'm saying, Not maybe really. Segregate. I mean, I play most games, but I don't talk to anybody yeah. unless I'm with you guys in Teamspeak. I don't give a shit. It's all it's fucking deathmatch, anyways. Right. It's team deathmatch. It just depends I, on the game. We're supposed working towards a common goal. Okay. I've played fucking R- RTSs where no right. one says a goddamn word the entire time. Right. Guess what? I played enough to know what my job is supposed to be. Right. You know. I mean, I don't dis- I'm just saying if you, you got if you're going to do the blanket thing, if you're not going to do the blanket thing, then you almost 
I just don't like the idea of a blanket enforcement over all of the adults who maybe want to play it their own way. Especially people who are the... paying right. for Xbox Live and right. paying for the game. And I want to say fuck. Right. I want to say fuck adult. in a community I'm of adults. 18. And you know what? Maybe you have that where you have, like you said, an, an 18 and over group and, right. and you don't. Where a voice act, you know, the voice or the text works in 18 over and it does in, in the one previous. I don't want to play with 12-year-olds anyway. Kick them out to their own servers. Yeah. They're better than me. I don't like it. It's not just that. It's also I don't want to hear some shrill little voice. Right. Hey, I got you. Ah, fuck you. I hate you. Oh yeah. Like the one kid that just like, what was he? Just dropping n words. I remember or n bombs. Yeah. We were watching on YouTube, and it's, it's some probably some white little prick kid, like ten yeah. year old, just dropping n bombs. Lives in like Boulder, got, Colorado. because yeah, he got killed by somebody. Yeah, fuck that kid. Yeah. That's not creative. That's not funny. That's just being an asshole. All right, real quick, uh, let's get the mailbag out of the way. I don't think it's a big one, so we'll just get it done. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Literally. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? As always, send your questions, comments, opinions into Emperor1G at Cox.net. First up, uh, we've got, I think this is Xanath. Yep. Hail, glorious emperor, burner of heretics, killer of mutants. Perjure of the unclean and liberals, and he who drinks and drives. Quote, not at the same time, officer, you can't prove anything. (laughs) (laughs) Revisiting an old tradition, I've been looking up a few articles, starting with uh, Old Course, I think it meant, of course, the consumerist, who happened to be running their worst company in America competition. Of note, Electronic Arts will not be winning it this year as they got knocked out in round one. Who are they up against? I wonder. Uh, let's take a look because I didn't. I didn't grab this one. Um, right. Facebook is gonna be moving on. Time Warner. Yeah. Which I guarantee you that Baron Von Gosu has voted for Time Warner to be Ooh, EA. Yeah, they suck. Uh, so Time Warner beat EA. Uh, why did Koch Industry? Uh, is this a liberal thing? Yeah. Because they're going with the Koch brothers. I'm sure. This is bullshit. All right, let's see. So the current lineup in the, what is it, the Sweet 16 at this point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Time Warner versus Cock Industries. Uh, Monsanto versus City. What the hell is Monsanto? It's the Gen Mod seed company, the food. They're like a giant farming corporation. Yeah. Um, versus Citibank. Walmart versus Abercrombie. Walmart's apparently already won that. Uh, Bank of America beat out American Airlines to move on to the Elite Eight. Uh, Ticketmaster got beat by SeaWorld. SeaWorld. Is this because that stupid CNN Probably. thing about the blackfish or whatever? Yeah. What? Fucking A. Chase Bank beat McDonald's, which is weird. I've only had good experiences with Chase. I bank with them. Um, AT&T is up against Verizon. Hmm, that's actually kind of a fortuitous little face-off there. And Comcast is up against Facebook. Other companies mentioned were Sally Mae, uh, Wells Fargo, Kmart, uh, CVS, I don't know why. I'm I don't know either. Delta, Delta Airlines. Fuck Delta. What Experian? Okay. It's the credit. Isn't that the credit? Yeah. Score people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Lulu Lemon. Lulu Lemon Athletica. Athletica. Don't know what that is. Nope. Must be a California thing. Johnson and Johnson. Really? I Johnson. Jo- I, they make baby shampoo. How could you hate them? They're innovative. They make all kinds of shit. They're great. Aetna. That's a General Motors. Thing. I know what Aetna is. General Motors. Target. Target. Weird. Microsoft, uh, PayPal, and eBay, which I would have voted for, assholes. You know what? I actually emailed them like uh, like three or four months ago to try and get my account back because it has been active in like five or six years. Right. Oh, we can't do that because there was like 200 and some, you know, reputation on there. Oh, wow. Well, and they said, yeah, well, you can't do it because it's it's long since expired and been deleted. Huh. 
But the problem is when I try to sign up using the exact same email, they won't let me because there's an email, you know, a previous email on record, as is there a PayPal account. Because there's a couple uh, mitts I wanted to buy. Huh. So I said, That's you know, really fuck dumb. this nonsense. I'm I, out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that, and then I found out, although I haven't sold anything in a long time, I think their fee is like 10% now, and they yeah, charge you so. a fee for shipping. Really? So let's eBay say, charges yeah, yeah. shipping So fee? let's say you sell something for 100 bucks and you charge somebody 10 bucks for shipping. Yeah. They'll charge you the 10% of $110. And, and then dumb. they double dip you because they, they own PayPal. So then you've got to pay the PayPal fee, right. the transfer fee, and then you've got to pay the commission fee. That's annoying. Also, uh, DirecTV and Yahoo were also on the worst companies in America. Back to it. Uh, He's got a bunch of articles here. One of them, which obviously we did the, uh, for the Train of Injustice, we did the penis pick that Zanet sent in. Yep. Uh, the article, not the pick. Uh, with some <laughs> luck, those will amuse you. Look forward to the show. Zanet, my man, you got to send these in before the show goes on the air, buddy. Because you sent them in kind of after the fact, and we'd already had these, you know, the articles already pulled into, into play. Teresa's Target's on there due to the credit card hack. That's right, because oh, I, yeah. I was involved in that. I got an okay. email from them. Rue, see, uh, okay, no, that's the bot. I, that's the bot. One which she was typing, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. The shipping is due to the people selling $200 items for $0.99 cents and $198 shipping fee, trying to avoid eBay fees. Well, that's just a... I never heard of that. Huh, I didn't either. I was not aware of that at all. That's actually pretty clever. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I've never... Yeah. Huh. I thought it was because people always overcharge to kind of uh, help pay the uh, listing fee and all that, which right. is what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those Pokemon cards. Yeah, nice. it's like 30 bucks to ship them. <clears throat> then they get it, and it's like $5 postage. What the fuck? <laughs> but everybody does it, so right. nobody ever gets mad. So fuck it. Yeah. Uh, I like the subject of this one. Read this on the air. Okie dokie. I dare you to read this on the air. I bet you won't. Okay. I could make fun of all the spelling errors on this. This is horrific. I'm not going to because it's going to sound very it, it's going to sound very petty to get back in that game. Okay. I bet you won't. You're a stuck-up asshole who thinks he is holier than thou, and I and had no. to read that twice to figure out what he meant. Holier than thou. You act like everyone else is beneath you, and your show is the only one that matters, but it isn't. I wish people knew you outside the show so they would know what a narcissistic asshole you really are and how you only think of yourself. It's pathetic. You've turned your hosts into self-centered rubbish like yourself, and the entire network will be better off the minute they kick you off or you realize you're too old and just quit for good. Well, too old makes sense because this was written by a five-year-old, but uh, I find this interesting. It's like, you know, the, the part that blows me away here is, these people understand it's a radio show, and our normal personalities are exaggerated for the sake of entertainment here, right? Uh, as we've mentioned, it's, it's Highlander said it's our personalities on steroids. Right, yeah. That's a good way. To, it's the shtick. I, I, I guess, um, now this is a true fan, actually. And I want to thank you for writing in, because obviously you listen a great deal. And you must listen a great deal to have taken the time to write this and send this in. Especially to get this angry. Yes, which means you're taking the show very seriously, you followed it for a while, and you felt the need to spend your hard-earned time to write something that, let's be honest, uh, the Prince Imperial could make a good run at, as far as your spelling and grammar goes. Uh, that being said, I wish that they'd included some kind of example as to why it is that they think that 
I'm a narcissistic asshole, and that my hosts I have been turned into self-centered rubbish. Ah. Now, which tells me this is somebody who's very old that they use the term rubbish. Rubbish. Or they're, <laughs> you know, foreign. Or they pulled see. out the th- uh, the thesaurus. thesaurus. Let's yeah. see. What else we got here for, uh, let's see. Uh, the jerk, trash, rubbish. That sounds right. I think asshole is the only bad word in there. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I'm right. Narcissistic asshole, you really are. Think of yourself. Uh, it's pathetic. You've turned into the host of center rubbish. Asshole, only bad. Yeah, word. I guess he would be allowed on Xbox One. And it's from doesn't matter. All right then. And of course, nobody signed it. Brave soul that they are. Thank you for feedback. Doesn't matter. We will immediately dispose of it in our suggestion box. Ignore the word trash. It's not trash. Now I did get this, and this is not um, actually for the show specific. Well, I guess it is. Uh, you were telling me about this. This was sent in because uh, I'm, I, I'm kind of in the loop on some things that happen when it comes to, uh, like, um, uh, uh, video game concerts and music, that kind of thing. Yeah. This is the, I'm being asked to promote this because a friend of mine and somebody who I did uh, my actually my uh, uh, entry into MTV.com when I did my interview with Piano Squall, Michael Gluck. Actually, it's on. I put it on YouTube. But years ago, I did this when we were at Otakon. He actually ended up using the interview because he was so impressed with it, and it made its way onto MTV.com Very when cool. they interviewed him. Well, apparently, he's now teamed up with, and I happen to know that this is his his idol, is Nobuo Tomasu, um, who is the uh, creator for most of Final Fantasy's music. Michael Gluck, known as Piano Squall, has teamed up with him, and they're doing a concert. That's Anyways, pretty awesome. It says, "Hi, David. I uh, hope your week is going well. It's almost Friday." I've been handling the PR for Critical Hit, the all-star game cover band, led by Blizzard's World of Warcraft composer Jason Hayes and Piano Squall as a side freelance project. Now, I will tell you that Mr. Gluck is one of the finest human beings that I have ever met. He's one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet. He would give you the shirt off his back. Yeah. He has done tons of charity events, tons of stuff. I will promote anything that he wants to do. That, and he, uh, one time at Otakon, he brought in this this Japanese orchestra uh, that there was like a kids orchestra, like uh, college kids that played nothing but video game music. Yeah, I got to go behind the scenes and meet everybody. And that's pretty cool. Because I remember they, I remember because they were trying to keep me and Mystic Man out. They're like, oh, you can't, you can't get back here. This is a uh, VIPs only. And he walks up like, no, 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 they're with me. They're fine. Come with me. And we went through like the bowels of the Baltimore Convention Center into this to meet everybody. It was really cool. That does sound pretty awesome. Since their debut in October 2013, they've been working to line up a series of concerts. Today, it was with great excitement that I share their announcement about co-headlining Orlando Nerdfest 2014 with Final Fantasy's Nobuo Tomasu's band, The Earthbound Papas. It was weird because I thought he had the Black Mages. Huh. They've also unveiled their latest music video from Tetris. That game totally makes takes me back to my childhood. Mine, too. Please feel free to help me share the news. The official press release is included below, and here's the download link for the new banners and video. Uh, thanks for all your support so far. Please contact me if you're interested in learning more about Critical Hits and their upcoming performance or reviewing their debut album. That's very neat. Yep. So I said I would plug it, and I did. They will be at Orlando's Nerdfest 2014, which is odd because it does not give me any dates on this. Hmm. But uh, I said I would plug it. And absolutely, I will. Plugged it has been. Yes. You know, I would like to get in touch with him again. The problem is his, his website's now defunct because um, he's doing his own thing, and it's been kind of overrun by uh, uh, 
bots and what have you. Right. But uh, and, and fortunately, my contact information for him is is kind of outdated, and I don't know if his phone number is even correct. I'd love to get him on here again, talk to him, see what he's been up to in the years since uh, I've talked to him last. I think Highlanders met him before too, when he was doing the uh, uh, anime convention circuit. Huh. Okay. Cool. Uh, Hate mail? Wow. Well, I, I get him on occasion. Great. Yeah. Wait, who wrote this? Has Captivist come back to haunt us? Well, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> clearly, whoever wrote that doesn't know Amp outside the show. Oh, no, clearly they do. I, I'm a flaming asshole. Zenith, I wish they had listened in English class instead of the show, to be honest. Sakani, <laughs> so, in fairness, I have met Amp outside the show, and I can confirm that he's just as much of a dick in person as he is on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Court says, doesn't Piano School have a Twitter? You know what? Son of a bitch. I didn't think of that. Hmm. I, I honestly did. It never even occurred to me. He probably does. I'll have to look. I'll, I'll look when I get off uh, the air tonight. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess. Might be a way to reach out. Yeah. As for this dude who wrote the hate mail, eh, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. You don't like it. I'm not going to lose sleep tonight. Yeah, I don't know why you listened long enough to get that worked up about but it. I but I do wish right. the it. it actually included or you know some reasonings behind it because I would have liked to have kind of delved into that. Josh Tomlin has a Twitter account. He's a pitcher for the Indians. I've got his uh, game used mitt. Nice. Have I ever showed it to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, him and I got Chris Keegan. I don't even know if he's still playing for the Reds. I need to get a new mitt. I need to get a, 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 a custom mitt. I just I don't know which company to go with. Well, I know Rawlings is still doing their Heart of the Hide giveaway. The True. True. Um, who wants a Rico glove giveaway? Hot damn! <laughs> there it is. Okay, yeah, that's the customizer. But how do I get the free glove? Probably somewhere in there. I assume. I'll retweet that shit and I'll say yes, please. Hell yes! Sign me up. Click. Look at all these little fuckers. I do, I do. Yeah, you know what? I guarantee they got like five followers. I've got many. One thing that somebody asked me, um, actually I was talking to a, a buddy of mine at work. Who, um, this is not the one I'm going to try and get in the show next week. Okay. I'll start there. I have a buddy of mine at work who was uh, kind of into the rap scene in Cleveland back in the day when it just started getting going. Okay. I guess he used to run with Outcast. Oh, that's cool. And was with them, and I guess if he ever comes on the show, I'll let him explain it, but... Um, he was actually under contract for a while. Actually, he gave me one of his albums, which is kind of cool. I may, I, I may use some of the music. Uh, I don't know how many rap fans we have on the show, uh, but I'm trying to get him in. He, he wants to come in next week and sit down and, and sit on a show because he's been listening to it. That would be cool. Kind of, you know, pressing that. But another buddy of mine who has been listening to the show, you know, actually joined us on Twitter and said, why is your Twitter only, like, you know, several hundred followers when your listener base is so much bigger? I said, well, it's because I just don't use Twitter. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I you know I've I got thirteen hundred tweets and I've been signed up for years. Yeah, I mean, you and I, you I and I don't. kind of have the same. You don't think about it unless it comes up for some yeah, reason. I, I don't, and I'll be the first one to admit it. Although I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty big when it comes to. Thank you. You found it. All right. Uh, I, I guess I just don't. I don't get Twitter. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't use it very well. I. Scotty says, oh, he, okay, he did find Piano Squall's uh, Twitter. says been inactive since 2010. Meh. Uh, so that doesn't really help me. I think Piano Squall has the same philosophy on Twitter. 
which is weird considering that he kind of built his little empire off of the internet and he had a lot of people follow him. I, at least I think it was like 25,000 people on his forums or something like ridiculous like that. Wow. You know, I got to dig it up my old phone and see if his contact info is still on there. Anyways. All right, folks, uh, let's hit Thwart the Court and get out of here. It's 1030, um, so we've done our arbitrary or our required three hours. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, everyone, it's your chance to score some points. It's time to court the court. Copy if she ever comes back. I haven't seen her in a long time. Uh, apparently, I might have one more mailbag. Oh, okay. Right, so let me see, and we'll get that before we get fourth the courts. By the way, it's baseball, South Park, and Star Trek. Yep. Get your questions ready. I'm going to be super helpful with one of them. Where the hell is Uma Moore anyway? She just kind of dropped out of nowhere. She usually has like a ton of questions. Who is the voice actor for the Star Trek cartoon? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. It's another one. Sinvicta, this doesn't sound right. I think a five better words other than rubbish. <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, uh, Sinvicta, you asshole. <laughs> it does amuse me that he memes these. And he does it pretty well, too. Yeah. Blue eyes, just like his daddy. Actually, all of us have blue eyes. Everybody in my family. All hmm. of us. Well, I fail. On both my parents' sides. Well, that explains it then. I thought it was supposed to be a recessive gene. It is. But it, if you have it, that means you're, you only have the blue eye gene. Okay. Or, well, no, that's not true because there's, like, levels to eye color. I think, I'm not sure, is green more recessive? I can't remember. Mystic Mims are brown, and yet he popped out bright blue. Yeah, but like brown, yeah, brown's more dominant than blue, but she probably has a blue recessive, and that's what. Oh, okay, because... Uh, other than my parents, but, you know, the my aunts and uncles would have you. Most of them are brown eyes, and they married into the family, and their kids all have blue eyes. Cool. All my cousins, all of us, it's, it's strange. Your family is a statistical anomaly. Go Caucasian, I guess. Because I'm pretty sure brown is dominant over blue. It is. And I think blue is dominant over green. I can't remember. So I've only met two people who have green eyes. We yeah. lose one of them, and this chick I work with named Amy. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't say that because I think she might actually listen to the show sometime. Oh, oh, oh. Um, what? Sakani has a kick to the curb for us for next week. I don't All right. really this time for it, but... Gra wow. What? I'm sorry. He, he asked for $8. And he's got 258 backers, and it's completed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right i'm gonna bookmark save this thing. that fucker yep i want to do yeah because now this is gonna breed a thousand imitators that's hilarious Mine included though. what's the graphability of the deliciousness of a steak and lobster tail all right all right does anybody have any questions for fort the court do, we do, uh, we kind of threw it on the tech and on the end here. Do, 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 That's annoying. Do. Stop it. Okay. Sorry. Of course, the missing does. Ah, uh, you bastards. What was the one species that had a natural resistance to the Borg? The anti-Borg, obviously. Um, 
No, I believe it was Guinan's, uh, what are they, Alorians or something, the race of listeners. Aren't they naturally resistant to the Borg? I, I'm going to be absolutely useless I think again on Star Trek. Alorians, I think it is. You know what I'm talking about. So Guinan says, I like brown eyes because I have them. Well, I mean. Oh, I have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> D-Wars, everything is brown on you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, no, because they were nearly wiped out. Well, that, because they're resistant doesn't mean they're not, that they weren't wiped out. It's in Voyager. Oh, fuck it, I don't know how to watch Voyager. Nope. That was Lulu's thing. Yeah. Lulu After PS9, I stopped watching. I hated Voyager, and I hated Enterprise even more. I mean, you can be resistant to the Borg and not be assimilated. It doesn't mean they don't wipe you out with their giant cubes. All right, so one for missing, I suppose. All right, I'll give him a point. He got like three last week. Species 8472. Okay, I can't believe I didn't know that one. I might jot that down. <laughs> Species 8472 was the Borg designation for a tripedial... I don't care, I'm not going to read this. I, you win. You got it. <laughs> well done. Bad phrasing, sorry. Yes, it was. All right, Um. what else? Guys, we always have a thousand questions, except when he comes to the court now, and nobody has a question. We just had, we just had some really good ones. Last week was a good one. Yes, they came hot and heavy. This week is like, eh, no one's got a, no one has a clue. I do want to discuss one thing though before we go off the air—a programming note of some kind. Uh, one of the things I did say was I was going to start putting up ahead of time before the court for the preview for the next week. Yes, I got to start doing that. Maybe I'm going to, maybe I'll have Lulu do that and I'll just punt it off on her. I like that idea. I, you know, I can't do everything, folks. I'm only one person. You know, I, I already edit this thing down and post it and write the description. I practically carry the four hours on my back. <laughs> Is that why you're so broken all yeah. the time? <laughs> yes. So it was too easy. I mean, yeah. you lobbed it in there like a softball. I did. Uh, <laughs> my fault. Uh, Nobody else. South Park, Star Trek, baseball, nothing. Now, baseball I get because a lot of you people obviously are athletic and never played a sport. No. That part I get. What was the color of Spock's lightsaber? Uh, I think it was yellow. Next. Ban him. <laughs> I don't have ops anymore in the channel, or I would. Just on principle. I hate fucking Star Wars. Hate it. Hate it. Why do you hate Star Wars? Because it's so basic and, 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 and boring and, right. and predictable and not original at all. There's no science involved. It's not science fiction. It's it's a fucking kid in the backside of nowhere with a lightsaber. Everyone's got a sword. You know what? Like it's swords. the fucking future. It's it's a galaxy far, far away. Everyone's got lasers, but he's got a sword. Flip side, I like Warhammer. Got there chain you go. blades. <laughs> I get chain swords. It's because chain blades it's are awesome. Victim. Which brand of soda did Kenny's foster family proclaim as their agnostic drink of choice due to the flavor not Dr. Pepper. deciding what it wanted to taste like? Dr. Pepper. Sakani, unoriginal, huh? Light saber. They took the whole thing from samurai movies. He fucking even admitted it. And yet it still makes money to this day. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> How did the Enterprise destroy, destroy the Death Star? What was the species who were under the changelings but were in charge of the Jem'Hadar? Now this one I think I do know. Let it percolate. The percolator. Oh. I'm telling you, it's amazing how. I even can you... tell you what they look like. It's got the little, the little bulb, bone bubbles things inside of their head, and 
They're really, you know, obsequious. Uh, the percolator is awesome. Just let it brew back burner style. See if we can get another question while you let it brew. Anybody else? By the way, do, do we know for uh, Simvic? Did we get that one right about uh, Dr. Pepper? Yeah, I got it right. Okay, I don't know. Ben Sisko's a fucking Jedi. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him. Uh, he was probably the last command I actually gave a shit about. Uh, it was the Forta. I, or I think. The Forta. Because uh, there was the changelings, and then the Vorta were kind of their like their their administrators. Then the Jem'Hadar were their genetically bred soldiers that they had addicted to some kind of um, the white stuff. Yeah, C cell T cell white or some shit like that. It was like a, a drug that they had to have every so many hours or they died. All right, so that was the Vorta. Yeah. Out of one hundred changelings, we were told two names. Oda was one. What was the other? Uh. Dude, missing's like a Star do, Trek do, Jedi. Duo? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, where is Chef's parents' current residence? Wait, what? Where is Chef's oh, uh, shit. parents' current residence? When he was still on the show, because he's dead now. Right. I'm guessing Dr. Pepper was correct. Yeah, Dr. Pepper was right. Yeah. I think it's Scotland. I don't is recall it? them moving. Should still be Scotland. Yeah. Ketracel White. Thank you, Gorion. Sorry. How did Spock defeat the Emperor Palpatine? <laughs> <laughs> um, memory Alpha is great, Fire. I was saying he's a like Star Trek knowledge master. Gotcha. Okay. And apparently he's just going there and looking up obscure shit to ask you. Well, I was I'm glad I got the other one, but I, I, I'm trying to think of. Uh, it was Odo. Odo and another one. Uh, you know what? I think I just recently saw the episode too because I've been going back and rewatching them on uh, Netflix when I'm working at home, and it's basically just background noise. Um, I remember it was a chick. I I don't. I'm thinking. Just let me think. I don't know. I I, I don't remember. Missing wins. Episode was Chimera. All right. A point for missing. Uh, what was the name of Captain Kirk's aunt, uncle, on Tatooine? <laughs> 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 All right, so you know what? I'm giving I'm giving D Warrior a point just for being an asshole. asshole. Uh, Simvicta is not actually written in with either of the answers to his questions. Uh, right. So we think it's Scotland. It's Scotland and Dr Pepper. Okay. Dr Pepper Do- is the Dr Pepper. I remember. I tell you, I don't remember the Scotland thing for sure. I, that's another thing is I'm doing is I've been going back and rewatching South Park on ComedyCentral.com. Because, by the way, after a certain, after like season like five, they're unedited. They're yeah. not censored. Well, yeah. I didn't know. No, the Scotland thing, I don't know if you remember, but Cartman had Kenny's spirit inside him, and they had to take him to see Chef's mom. Because they stole that from Star Trek. Right, because she was like the powerful witch or whatever that could banish the spirit. And they went there, and they wouldn't shut up about the Loch Ness Monster trying to get 350 from him. You know, 
I'm going to need about tree fitting. So Victor says, yeah, they're both correct. Booyah! So uh, that's uh, points for the court. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? In the new movie, one. At least it's implied that he was screwing it's her. A, yeah. Yes. What was the title creature of the original series episode, The Changeling? I assume a changeling. That would make sense. My final question. Who made the original Houston Astros Killer Bees? Oh, crap. Who made the original... The Killer... I remember the Killer Bees of the Berg. Uh... God, that's been a while, too. The Astros? Old school. Houston Astros. I told you, you might have to carry the baseball minutia. I'm, I'm not really... Not really that familiar. Well, you mean from 1996, does that mean who was in it? Because you, I mean, that would have been during Bagwell's time. Uh, ironically, no, it was not a founder. I would have thought it was about Odo. But uh, <laughs> we already did that one. Killer, uh, clarify your question as to what he mean by the Houston Astro Killer Bees. Who was, I mean, it was a group of people. So who was in that group? Is that what you mean? I, I got to wait for him to text in because he's listening and he's not in IRC he, like everybody else. Wah, wah. All right, hang on. The original Killer Bees were comprised of three players. Right. Okay, so that you want to know who was all on them. Um, it was. I know Bagwell. And I know it was Biggio. Uh. Wow, that's not even close to actually. What's wah, it? Wah. <laughs> there oh, they're go. typing it. The Shut up. were John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and Chevy Chase. No. <laughs> I can't remember his first name, but it was Bell, Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio, and something Bell. I don't remember his first name. Wait, Derek Bell? It might have been. That sounds... It might have been. I remember Bell. I don't remember the first name. It might have been. That was. I was in sounds high school. Right. I was in high school when that was going on. Because that was when the Astros were actually... The last time they were actually good. Good. Because, well, yeah, because they had a hell of a lineup. Right. They're pitching with shit, but. they You know, they weren't the only ones either because uh, Pittsburgh had it too, had the Killer Bees. They had. Um, I kind of felt weird because a couple of the players they had on the team had Bees in their name, and they just kind of threw them on there, but they were shitty players. Yeah. And they were just kind of there because, well, you can't do an all Bees with these good players and have these shitty ones and not include them. Right. Uh. No, in the original series, not DS9. Okay, changing the question. What was the name of the probe in the original series episode, The Changeling? Vigini, wasn't it? That was Futurama. Uh, I don't know. It was Bell, Biggio, and Bagwell. Okay, Nailed well, it. Got, yeah, but what was Bell's first name, though? That's my question. I'm sticking with Derek. I think it might have been. It I, just, I don't right. know for sure. All right, missing. I, don't, I have no idea. So you got a point for that one, too. 
God the giant vibrator. Like... Who's Captain Picard's Padawan? I hate you people. I hate I hate all of you. I really do. How many midichlorians did Spock have? <laughs> <laughs> Enough to give him pointy ears in the force. Uh, Nomad. Okay. He's just going to Wikipedia and, or yeah, yeah, Memory he's Alpha. Just he's just going to Memory Alpha and just Let's see. Him. He won't know this one. Minutia. All right. All right, folks. I think that's enough. We're going to wrap it up. Okay, so we got the, the uh, baseball one. We did not get the uh, Star Trek one. It's Invicta, of course. For some reason, it's texting because he can't be bothered to be an IRC like everybody else. Yeah, it was Derek Bell, so you were right. Huzzah! Yay! All right, some people joke that Star Trek, the motion picture, was where Nomad has gone before. Wah, wah. Great joke missing. But the probe in the motion picture was the was V'ger, was the Voyager probe. Aha. You got three out of four questions today. Yeah, missing's up to ten points. Yeah, He's winning. Good for him. Here's your you know prize worth of nothing. <laughs> All right, folks. Oh wait, stop! 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 Sorry. Programming note. We're gonna bring this up. Okay. Um. We've been talking about this off the air because I, I pitched the question to people. Uh, yeah, it was V'ger. That's what I said, the Voyager probe. <laughs> I, picked, uh, I pitched this question earlier in the week to the hosts of the show, the self-centered pieces of rubbish that they are. Um, <clears throat> I am very, very seriously considering moving the show to Saturday nights. Same time frame, just moving it back a day to Saturday instead of Sunday, and there's a, a variety of reasons. Uh, first and foremost is that it makes it easier to get guest hosts in here for the fourth chair because we don't have a permanent one. I don't know that we're going to have a permanent one anytime soon. Uh, Samson would be my, my natural choice, except obviously he can't do it because he has plans to move to California. Right. Uh, the second reason is that it makes it easier for the hosts of the show to get here as it is because both you and Lulu... Um, drive an hour after. Now she just spends the night these days, but mo- usually guys drive an hour after the show's over to get home, and then you work the next morning. Right. Uh, missing? No. Are you kidding me? He's posting on both his accounts for some reason. But <laughs> what about your date night with the missus? We go out Friday nights. Works for me. Avoid. Uh, works for me. Avoids. Lets me watch Twit live that way. Okay. Don't know what that is. No idea. Missing says I can't listen live on Saturday nights. Oh, okay, so we won't get any more alpha, memory alpha questions? Damn, I guess we have to email them in ahead of time. <laughs> Gives us time to research all this shit. Uh, actually, the reason, the other reason, too, is because that way more people have a chance to listen to us because a lot of people can't stay up this late, especially a European audience, because right. they have to get up for work or school the next day. Um, it just seems like it's a, a better fit. Now, it's not going to be, it's, I, it's not definitive right now. I'm thinking about posting a poll in the forums to see what the listeners think. If the majority of listeners say, fuck that, we don't want to do that, we keep it on Sunday nights, then okay. I mean, it really comes down to you guys, really. Why would I? No, I can't do it Friday. We've got too much shit going on Friday nights as it is. I work Thursday nights. I'm not doing it during the week. Weekdays are tough. Right, not doing it during the week. We couldn't do it Fridays anyways because he's got rival cast, so he's not going to drive from one house to another. Right. That's stupid. That's what Lulu does. She's stupid. <laughs> um, but that's the only thing, too, is that way she's not racing between houses to do... Uh, the Ghost, Ghost of the podcast, podcast, as well as this. Uh, Grind, if you move to Saturday night, I'll listen then a while, too. 
Court, I could complain because the new show hours mean I won't get to listen on Mondays to make my workday a little bit nicer, but I am Wait, why not? F- from a third world country, so my opinion doesn't matter. Okay. Wait, why why wouldn't he be able to listen on Monday? It'd because you, I think he's from isn't he from like New Zealand or something? Yeah, like that? but I oh, mean yeah. it would it would give you more time to get the show up between now and Monday. I don't understand. Well, this stinks, and how did you plan it? It's also when No Excuses goes live. Believe me, we have no idea. Well, I plan on pulling all three of their listeners, which is actually themselves. Wah, but they're going to tune into my show while they're doing theirs. Um, it, yeah, it's not official. Just kicking I, it around. I, I'm going to kick out the idea. If we do, I won't do it until later in the month. I'm going to give you several weeks' notice so that people can make the adjustment. That way we're not you know, doing this on Saturday night and there's five people here because everybody forgot we're moved to Saturdays. There you go, Garayan. Let me raise that. I'll listen live no matter what day you broadcast. And... That's what I like to hear. Wait, so, Court, is it Monday now there? Yeah, they're 12 hours ahead of us, aren't they? Oh, that's right. Zealand's passing international dateline. Right. I don't know what I was thinking. Kalilu, would you be able to do Saturday nights? I didn't even think to ask her because she's our IRC rep. If not, we can just throw her off the second something new. Not like it's a hard job. They're 17 hours ahead. All right, that makes more sense now. Fuck, I think I missed something. Oh, wait, no, I haven't. i got to do something at 11 o'clock. I'm running out of time. Okay. Kalilu says, yeah, I guess not. All right, got to wrap this up. i got to get out of here. I forgot i got to do something at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Whatever, you know what I mean. All right, so look for that on the website. I'll get that posted. All right, I want to thank Lulu, our RSC bitch and uh, show contributor, for uh, getting the articles, keeping you monkeys in line. I want to thank all you listeners for tuning in. Folks, if it was not for you, we would not be doing this. We greatly appreciate all the support, especially the financial support that you guys give us. Uh, the donation drive will be success. As you know, we thank you. Speaking of which, we need more of your hard-earned money. At least Baron does for his uh, ghost his ghost hunt, which is a prospect place. I don't know the details of it, but I, I retweeted out what he had. Um, I Do you know the details of that specifically, uh, by chance? I know more of them, yes. Okay, give out what you know. Uh, basically, he's looking to get uh, do the ghost hunt at Prospect Place. Unfortunately, their policy is expensive uh, to get it going. Uh, we need basically 500 just to reserve the place, which is kind of a pain in the ass, but that's the way it is. Uh, so definitely take a look. Um, we actually have closed the just donation tiers. Um, since we did hit our original goal, I want to thank you all again for your generosity. You guys are amazing. Even if we don't get another dollar after this, we've hit the necessary stuff. Um, but it would be a really cool project if we could get it going. Uh, the two tiers that are still open are the $10 supporter badge tier and then the $25 uh, actual commemorative RCM patch tier. Uh, I just got the final. Actually, D-Warrior did a phenomenal job of designing that. I'll be putting the picture up on the Indiegogo so you guys can see it. It's something that we're only doing for this. So basically, if you've you know basically bought it for $25, it's the only time it's going to be available to buy. Uh, I'll be getting it digitized as soon as this is over, and we'll get them sent out to those of you that have gotten them. Um, so take a look at that. But, yeah, there's a lot that goes into the ghost hunt. It is going to be pretty expensive, so we figured what the hell – We'll give it a shot and see what happens there. So there you have it. Uh, da, 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 da. Programming notes. Like I said, we might be moving to Saturday nights. Uh, check the website, rivalcastmeeting.com, in the Empress Court forums for that to see uh, what the deal is. If we do it, it won't be until uh, probably later in the month, maybe the end of April, to give you guys enough head start uh, to make the adjustment. I know we're all going to have to change our schedules as well. Yes. Uh, more to come on that as we get closer to it. 
I hope to have everybody back in the studio next week. I hope to have my friend here. Uh, if, if, if Mr. J. Cool can actually come in and sit cool. with us, that would be very nice. I, I, I think it would be great to hear his uh, uh, input on some of these stories that we go to. Uh, I don't know that he's a huge, huge gamer, um, but he, he is to a degree. Uh, we'll see. Shit, we've had Eve in here, and she didn't know anything about games. <laughs> but Lula she had, had stories. Oh, she did. It's nice to look at, too. Um... I don't think we have anything else. Uh, don't forget to um, give money to our sponsor, that being Trinity Games. Yes. Throw your money at them. Get TeamSpeak and shit. TeamSpeak, Mumble, Ventrilo, Game Servers, you name it, they've got it. Low prices, high quality. Sorry, I'm in a rush to get this done. I have to do something for my daughter exactly at 11 o'clock, and i got five minutes to get this done. Uh, there's nothing else I have to mention. Baseball starts tomorrow. Can't wait. Go Tribe. And check, check out, out all of the other wonderful shows yes. on RCM. Uh, got a great lineup of shows. You guys seem to enjoy them, so support them. Check them out. Listen to them. Download them. All those hosts are great. Uh, they put on quality content for you. So even if they are below us and we are much better and et cetera, whatever <laughs> the guy said. All right, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Hey, rap. So long, everybody. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey.